0: following is another Classic it Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents High School Football. Up and go to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown.
1: Alex Harris has his second of the night. They want him one-on-one as much as possible.
0: 19 yards. Today, it's the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl All-Star Football Game from Foster Field at UNK. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic It Sports Club. They hand them all the way to Fisher.
2: right in the center of the field, down to about the 29-yard line. Hunter Fisher carrying the
0: ball there. 70 of the state's best high school seniors have worked hard on and off the field over the past week, culminating with today's All-Star Game. It's the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl coming up next, but for the New Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to UNK's Foster Field with KKPR Sports Director Doug Dudelary Baker. Right after this word from New Tech Seed.
1: And good afternoon, everyone. From Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney, it is time for the 58th annual Shrine Bowl All-Star Nebraska High School football game. With our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Pleased to welcome you to the New Tech Seed pregame show for truly one of the highlights of the sporting season. Yes, it's the middle or the early part of June, but it is the greatest All-Star game that nebraska has to provide and uh, when you play football uh, you got to deal with the conditions and it seems like all three years here we've had something different at unk today the wind may pile part in how the quarterbacks can chuck the ball around today and you can say it every year we have great quarterbacks but we've got great everything and larry baker uh the north and south uh, we've had a really great experience uh starting on tuesday going down to media day and uh just I have a different feel. It doesn't mean the game's going to be any different here today, but I think we're going to have an exciting football game. Yeah, no question. You know, we talk about the wind, Doug, and we
4: know how much that can affect any football game, but especially a high school game. But I'm going to tell you, a couple of the guys slinging it in this thing, especially on the north roster, you're talking about some guys that can spin it, Division One type guys that can spin it through that wind. Uh, so, Uh, The wind will affect things. I do think there's some quarterbacks here that can overcome it. But you're absolutely right. This is such a marquee event. And it is kind of football season. A lot of your team camps kicked off last week for high school. Uh, All the colleges, they're doing their summer stuff right now. Football season, that all starts a little earlier now, and it has kind of started. And what a tremendous way for us to do it here at Foster Field uh ronnie carroll cope stadium as we can see
1: it's starting to fill up doug a little windy but it is a fabulous day we will hear from both of the coaches this year the head coach of the north is chad fox from wahoo and the head coach of the south is beatrice outgoing coach bob sexton this will be his last football game after more than 30 years uh, coaching high school football. And we had a chance to talk with both of them earlier in the week. Didn't really do any one-on-one with them yesterday when they uh, returned to Carney, but there wasn't a whole lot of new storyline. Uh, both coaches saying that we've made it through the uh, week fairly injury-free. A lot of the kids ready to go. There may be a young man or two that, uh, as always, doesn't end up on the field here today, but we'll talk with both of those coaches uh, and hear what they had to say earlier in the week. Yeah, and I had a great conversation with Coach Sexton down on the field just a little
4: while ago, Doug. And he's he's in a really neat spot. He's fired up and ready to go. He wants to win the game, but it seems to me he's really enjoyed the week. Um, you know, and and you would, you know, after having such a long career and he's coached some unbelievable athletes, lots of D one kids, a couple kids that have played in the NFL. Uh, so his career has been very long and distinguished. And he's enjoyed this week, and he's going to enjoy the game today. The one thing he said is he said, look, he said, I hope these assistants understand. I'm not giving it to anybody on the sideline today. I'm not giving it to anybody at halftime. Let's go out and play, and it'll be what it'll be. And I can't imagine what that would be like as a coach once to, you know, to be in that twilight because I talked to Coach McLaughlin too. And let me tell you, he's this, oh yeah, he's, he's he's he'll be calling the plays today down here for the South team.
1: And Doug, he's as tight right now as he is <laughs> in the third week in October. We're going to take a break here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, the 58th annual Shrine Bowl, here on Classic Hits and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Well, earlier in the week we had a chance to catch up with both of the head coaches. Always an honor, and again, keep in mind, to be a head coach, you've had to have been an assistant coach. That way you kind of know the ropes and you know the routine. One change this year that you'll hear from both of the coaches that we addressed earlier in the week, Tuesday they had media day at one site at nebraska Wesleyan instead of going to Wesleyan and then going to Doan to the north and south camps. And the teams did not make the trip to a Shriners hospital uh, this year, which uh, is interesting, and when we get into the game and talk more, about that uh, you'll find out why because I think it was a great idea they had 40 plus Shriner kids and their family from Nebraska come to the camp and it was a great day for the kids and I think the 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 players uh, uh, learned a lot from that as well but first up our chat with Chad Fox the head coach of the north from Wahoo.
4: We talk about the structure of how the Shrine uh, does things in Nebraska. And you do have to have been an assistant to be a head coach. What a tremendous honor. And Coach Fox, no, uh, not from our backyard right now. He's at Wahoo, but I believe
6: at one time. Coach, didn't you coach at Gibbon? Uh, And and you've been in our area. Yeah, I was out of Gibbon uh, right out of college uh, coaching with Scott Rasmussen uh, in years 95, 96, 97, I believe. So, yeah, I'm familiar with the neck of the woods out there and look forward to getting out there for the game. So. Well, let's start with the obvious question: the honor of
1: being named a Shrine Bowl head football coach. As we said, you learn about it as an assistant, but uh, there's different responsibilities as a head man.
6: Yeah, it is. It's a lot of moving pieces and parts to put together. Uh, you know, you got a whole week with these guys, and and uh, there's a lot of organization that goes into it. But it is an honor to do this. The cause is, is tremendous, what these Shriners do for these kids and families. It's just unbelievable, and uh, it's very rewarding just to see these little kids come into, into the field house today and interact. with It's just very rewarding to see that and see their their faces light up, and that's really why we're doing this. Obviously, we're both here to win this game, and we're very competitive and want to come out on the right side of the scoreboard. But uh, in the end, the real winners are going to be the kids and the families that uh, take part of these services that the Shriners provide.
4: So tell us about, you've had them together now since Saturday. Uh, from your perspective with uh, the North team, surely you just probably put pads on yesterday. How has it gone so far? Do you feel a hunger? Did guys come in in shape and ready to play? Yeah,
6: for the most part they did. Uh, you know, we do a lot of background checks on the kids. When you're picking them, you want to see find the kids that are going to be out for spring sports or maybe the kids that are going to go on and play next year. So they're going to be in some sort of shape because the time that we have them, we aren't, we're, we're not going to be able to condition them and get them ready for the game. So what they're uh, coming in as is what we're going to use uh, you know, it, it's uh, we'll, we'll, we're getting a lot of work with them. Uh, we're trying to run them a little bit just through the the drills and that, but we're not doing any of the conditioning part. But yeah, they're coming in in shape. They're ready to go. Uh, just put on the pads the first time, full pads yesterday in our scrimmage. It's it's for day three. It, it, I was pleasantly surprised with where we were. Uh, still got a lot of work to do. I mean, there's still plenty to, to get done before we get on the field on Saturday. But uh, no, it, it's coming together well. It's fun to see the kids and how they pick up on the different schemes because we're talking a different language on offense with these kids. And, and they're picking it up real well. The quarterbacks we have are super sharp, uh, really, really good with with the concepts that we're putting in. and. And I uh, just look forward to seeing it all come together on Saturday. We're talking with Wahoo head football coach Chad Fox. He's the head coach of the North roster uh, for this uh, Saturday's Shrine Bowl.
1: Most of the head coaches like to run their system. Uh, what should we expect to see out of the North uh, on Saturday?
6: You know, uh, at, at Wahoo, we, we refuse to put square pegs in round holes. So we've got a flexible enough system to where if we've got receivers and quarterbacks, we're going to try to throw it. If we've got good running backs and a good line, we're going to run it. So we're pretty flexible with what we're going to do and we're, we'd like to get a good mix on Saturday of, of the run and pass and just kind of how to see it goes you know the, the battle in the trenches is usually where that game's always won uh if we can handle them up front we're going to run the ball a little bit more maybe and if we're struggling with that we're going to get the ball out in space to some of our speed guys and and uh, maybe down the field a little bit to our receivers but uh you know it uh I don't want to tell too much coach Sexton's right here and I'm sure he's listening <laughs> to all these plays that we're going to be talking about but no it. uh uh, It's just fun seeing all these athletes out on the field and and a lot of talent, a lot of talent. The the real challenge is trying to get the ball to all of them and featuring the the, the skills that they have. I mean, that's really ultimately the challenge that you have because there's a lot of good players on the field. Coach,
4: a couple of names. Who's jumped off the page to you so far? I mean, this... uh... Coaching an all-star team is kind of fun in the sense that, you know, they're in Wahoo. You've got who you've got. You've watched them come up. Now all of a sudden you get to drive dad's Ferrari in a sense. You've mm-hmm. got the best of everybody's. Who are a couple guys that uh, 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 that just physically at this point have, have impressed you?
6: You know, the quarterbacks are probably the two that, that are, are impress us the most. The Kowalski kid, uh, Jaden out of Bell West. He was a Gatorade player of the year in the state of Nebraska. I mean, he's, he's got a great skill set. He can throw the ball. Uh, he, he's not the fastest kid, but he, he does a decent job running it. And Christian Ellsworth uh, isn't too far behind him. I mean, there's similar builds. Uh, there, there's similar skills with being able to throw it. Those two kids are, are real, real good kids. And I haven't had a quarterback quite like them. And we've had some good ones in Wahoo, but these guys are special players. And uh, the running backs is probably a kid that surprises a little bit. We liked him on film, but he's looked even better. Uh, when we got him out here on the turf, is the Lambert kid out of uh, Fremont. I mean, Sean is, has got some wheels. He he can get the edge. Uh, he's looked good. Tavlin Hunt has looked good on both sides of the ball for us. Uh, he's got a nice motor. Uh, and then I would probably go to our linebacking core. We've got a lot of good, good linebackers. Uh, Brody Buck out of Millard North, uh, Tanner Mayo out of Elkhorn South, and Tavlin Hunt is another one. Um, you know we're even going to look at Travis you mentioned uh, your players out here with us Travis is a a fine player as well he's going to probably play some outside linebacker maybe some safety for us as well but there's there's a ton of talent out there and it's uh, you know it's it's just been so much fun to see it on the field and get a chance to coach it so another minute here with uh, Chad Fox head coach at Wahoo I'll get your
1: thoughts on a couple of our other area kids so that the fans, uh, Saturday, kind of know what you're going to do with them. A couple of Grand Island kids. Of course, you got the speedy red wine from senior high, and then you've got Brooke Brown from uh, Northwest. Uh, what are the plans with those guys?
6: You know, those guys uh, were have been surprises for us as well. I mean, we knew there were good players coming in, but they've kind of rose to the top a little bit uh, in, the, in real quick in camp. You know, Brooke, outside of pads, I looked at him, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what we're going to be able to do with him for sure. And we get him on the field, and he looks like the player. He puts the shoulder pads on, puts the helmet on. He looks the part. He'll play some defensive end for us, and he's also going to play some split receiver. He does not look like a split-out split, split out type receiver, but he's deceivingly effective at running routes, catching the ball, and he's got good speed. Uh, Alec has been playing some defense for us back on the, on the back end at safety. Uh, he's a kid that uh, can, can fly to the football. Uh, we like we like his physicality. We like what he's, he's, he's shown us so far. He's also going to play some, some wide out for us as well. Uh, we're going to kind of sprinkle these kids on both sides of the ball if, they're, if their skill set lets it, and uh, look forward to getting those guys on the field and seeing what they can do as well. We always got to have a little fun. Have you ever been to Hemingford? Hemingford. You know what I did learn? Coach Haas told me that it is Heming Ford, not Hemingford. Exactly. exactly. You can offend the locals if you do not say it correctly. So I have not been out there. Uh, I've been close. I've been out to Shattern and Alliance on a, on a trip out to the Black Hills, but I have not had the privilege to be in Heming Ford. We had the pleasure of doing one of their state semifinals a couple of years ago
1: uh, when they uh, made it all the way to Lincoln, and uh, Coach Haas is a great guy. What about <laughs> – what about working with these assistant coaches, uh, some who maybe you have never met? I don't know if you yeah. have or not.
6: Yeah, you know, the, the staff has come together really, really well. Uh, we get, get along really well, and I'm blessed to have those guys because they are very, very, very good coaches. Guy Rosenberg out of Elkhorn South, coming right off of a championship that he won back in November. as a brilliant offensive coach. Uh, I've actually stolen a lot of things, our passing game, uh, we're, we're stealing some concepts from him because he's got some good, good stuff. Darren Suxdorf out of Lutheran High Northeast is very good with the line play. Uh, he's done some great things there too. Uh, Coach Haas has also helped out in the line. Uh, he's good. He keeps the situ- I mean, he keeps the the, the the atmosphere very light as well. Uh, he's, he, but he's a great guy and and uh, and love what he's he's brought to the staff. We got Coach Tap out of Omaha North. Uh, he's working with our DBs and uh, he, he's done a phenomenal job with those guys and in the short time that we've had him and then coach Iverson who also is my defensive coordinator at uh, Wahoo there uh, he's gonna call the defense and I'm a little more familiar with coach Iverson we uh, we've been together 14 years and and uh, but the staff in a whole has come together really really well I don't think we've got anybody that's got too big of an ego and we kinda just bounce things off each other and it's it's worked really really well and I, I've enjoyed these guys tremendously and that's our chat with the
1: North Head Coach Chad Fox of Wahoo Doug, you to Larry Baker here with you for the 58th annual Shrine Bowl, and Larry, let's take a little look at the north. As we've said for our immediate listening area, and if you're listening anywhere across the state of the nation or the world, we're sure glad that you're with us on platriverpreps.com But normally, most of the kids from our listening area are from the south. All the Grand Island kids always end up on the North squad. And uh, you've got a handful of your player in Travis Holcomb, as we heard a little bit about there, uh, the Grand Island players and Brooke Brown and Christian Ellsworth of Northwest. And, of course, Alec Redwine of Grand Island among the players on the North. And it looks like uh, we'll be without a couple of North players here today that weren't able to suit up in pads. But... Uh, the kid, we used to see some kids play both sides of the ball. We probably won't see a whole lot of that from either team today. Yeah, and
4: it's going to be interesting. You know, early the South sounded like they wanted to play them both, both ways, and then they backed away from that, and then the North talked about it, and then when the rosters came out, or the depth charts, not doing it at all. We will
1: take a break here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. When we come back, the South head coach, Bob Sexton of Beatrice, you're listening to the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits.
5: Community people. People you know. Community
8: people. Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know.
9: Community
1: Welcome back to our coverage of the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl, the pomp circumstance that will be going along with it uh, for the 58th year is about ready to get underway here at UNK's Foster Field. They already had a great parade this morning in downtown Kearney, but we have Kings and Queens and the Shrine Band, which is a ton of kids that are here, and they're going to perform here momentarily as we're about 20 minutes away from kickoff north and south. Bob Sexton, a great career uh, throughout his years, especially at Beatrice. He's got some kids playing here in the game today. He'll have his starting quarterback Alex Cromer uh, going and we'll give you all the starters in just a moment. We had a chance to catch up with Coach Sexton earlier this week as the head coach of the South. Bob Sexton is the head coach uh, down at Beatrice. He has got the South squad and is usually the case Larry from our area. There's a few more kids from the Tri-Cities and and you talk Holdridge and Lexington and every year it's different. There's a few more of the area kids on the South before we get into the football part. Tell the fans uh, that are listening
10: what goes on besides football. First of all the organization itself uh, the amount of people, the amount of work that these guys do to, to put this game on is unbelievable. I, you know uh, we work real close with Dave, and and uh, the, just the fact the organization these guys have to do, uh, lining the buses up, the meals up, that that in that itself is just a, a full-time job, and, and these guys do it all voluntarily. Uh, the experience these kids are getting today, obviously we're not in there listening to it right now, but uh, uh, I think this is a great opportunity for our kids to meet a lot more kids. Our experience when we visited the hospital uh back when i was a coach in 2006 uh it was a great experience from the fact a lot of our kids had never been on an airplane but uh <laughs> when they got to the hospital it was uh uh something all those kids remembered uh, and you know i had a couple players that, from beatrice at that time they still talk about that experience of meeting those kids and what the game really meant we're talking with uh, bob sexton head football coach at beatrice how has the x and o part of
1: it went so far
10: uh, it's been great. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is a group of kids we can't compliment enough. We were, I told uh, our coaching staff we got together in December. This is my last high school game as a coach. Uh, I've done it 30 years, and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to babysit for a week with kids that uh, we, you know, we we really looked high at their character, and I did our research with the coaches when we, uh, you know, coaches are good about who they nominate, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Uh, We really did our research, and we uh, hit right on with these kids. They've been outstanding uh, in terms of behavior and character uh, while at Dome Campus. We talked about uh, with with, uh, Coach Fox about what kind of game plan.
1: Some guys say, okay, I know I want to run the ball. I'm going to try and find Shriners that can help me run the ball. How did you put this team together?
10: We did it. I don't know how Coach Fox and their staff did it, but uh, in 2006 when I I coached, uh, with Gary DeBoer. We decided back then we would select an offense and a defensive team. So I'm going to give you an example. We we have the state leading rusher, and he's playing defense for us. <laughs> and uh, uh, just the way it fell into place with our person. Uh, you get six coaches. You know they're all bringing different schemes in. You have 35 players with all different uh, terminology, verbiage. Uh, you you got to keep it real simple. Uh, you know you. I, I, I told our kids, I'm sure Coach Fox. Said, the team is going to win this game. The team doesn't turn it over, and the team tackles well. I mean, you got five days to prepare, uh, basically uh, ten practices. Uh, you've got to keep it real simple for the kids. So, uh, fortunately for the kids, they're all pretty intelligent.
4: <laughs> Coach, how do you how do you manage, like in a sense, like this week is, and this is your second time going through yeah. this week, um, kind of that crazy um, deal where it's like camp it's like summer camp in a sense it's like the greatest coaches clinic the most intense one you've ever been at and oh yeah you really want to win this game because you'll only get one chance in your life to be the head coach on this thing and you'd like to win it those three things are diametrically different yet you have to find a way to meld that how does that work
10: well i'm going to be honest with you uh... we are all competitive and winnings great but uh... The experience I had in 06, uh, I think, has kind of been very beneficial to the way I've approached it this week. I, first and foremost, we want our kids to have a great experience. It's about the kids. Uh, and uh, so we're making sure that we keep keep the camp, uh, you know, instructional, but also fun. And, and we really want them to understand why they're playing the game, representing their, their town, their school, their community, and the kids that they're playing for in the Shrine Bowl. So uh, we have balanced it, I think really well. I, I kids have been very focused while we're on the field. When we get off the field, we're having a lot of fun with them.
2: You know, Coach, you're, you're going into administration. Hey, this is the last game you're going to coach. Yeah. A lot of the players yeah. are not going to play college football. You yeah. know, they selected that, hey, you know, they're going to do some other things. They might play other sports. Sure. So they might just focus on their education. So some of these kids, it's their last football game. It's kind of your your last yeah. football game. Talk a
10: little bit about that. Yeah, the, our kids... Fortunately for us, a lot of these kids are going to play football in college, so they came into into camp in pretty good shape, and they're pretty motivated. We're also fortunate. We've got some kids that are playing at a pretty high level, Uh, the Font kids going to University of Iowa, and, and, and to see him come in here, and prepare and practice the way he's doing it, knowing next week, I believe June 12th, he reports Damn. to Iowa City. Uh, so it is just really a pat on his back, and w- multiple kids on camp doing that. Uh, it's fun to see them because that uh, is their last high school game, and, and what we've told them, it's about respect. You know, you want your, your coach that nominated you, your, play, your former players you played with, your school and your community to really respect you and this opportunity to show up on Saturday and play your best. Well, let's talk a little bit about
1: the game here with the head coach of the South, Bob Sexton of Beatrice. As we said, there's quite a few kids from our area, but it's the same question we ask a coach every single time. You don't get to see them all. You've probably seen them all on film when you put the team yeah. together, but who jumped off the first few practices here at you?
10: Well, that's an unfair question because I'm going to miss a few kids. But uh, I'm going to start with uh, probably Elijah Wilson at a at, at, at defensive end. Uh, he's got a motor. He's a big kid. Uh, you know, sometimes you see these kids and you go, wow, uh, you know, how, how, are they, how are they slipping out of University of Nebraska? Uh, he's going to South Dakota State, and uh, he has a motor, and he's been hard to handle for us on the offensive side of the ball. Um, uh, we got a running back, Tristan Fairchild, really popped out. He's got, again, he's got good moves, but he's a very physical kid and a great attitude. He, he just loves the game of football. It's just kind of contagious being around him. And uh, uh, I'm really proud of our quarterback from Beatrice, Alec Cromer. He's going to South Dakota State. Uh, it's amazing when you have the talented receivers that we have, how much better of a quarterback he looks all of a sudden, you know. And uh, he's had a great, great uh, first three days here. Uh, Blake Schroeder. Kid from Holdridge, out in your area, has stood out at defensive end. You got an opportunity to watch yep. him. Bright State Track yep. meet. Yeah, uh, he looks like he's thirty years old. You know, if you've seen Blake, you understand. We tease him about that. Uh, <laughs> no, both kids from Omaha South: Monte McGrary and uh, Noah Font. Uh, probably two of the better athletes at our camp. Uh, both both done exceptional well in offense. Kid from your area, get Todd Honus at Aurora. Uh, probably the best route runner that I've ever been around and got exceptional hands, you're right. Another receiver, J.J. Schultz from, from York, uh, excellent route runner. Uh, and again, I'm sure I'm missing some. Got a young man out of uh, uh, Carney, Alex Harris. Uh, Going to Central Florida, play for Scott Frost. Again, all of our kids, those receivers aren't very big, but, boy, do they run exceptional routes. In fact, uh, I'm fortunate to have the guy that's replacing me as the head coach at Beatrice, uh, Kevin Meyer, He's on our staff here at the Shrine Bowl. I told him he needs to call up our receivers and get them up here and have them watch our, these <laughs> kids run routes because uh, they, they are exceptional route runners.
1: Uh, let's ask you about a couple more kids. Okay. You, as far as our area goes, how are the smaller school kids meshing in? And Ozzy Rodriguez from Gibbon, a Sutton, uh, has a Garrett Clark in there, a Creighton Hammock from Carney Catholic, a walk-on for the Huskers. How are those kids doing?
10: Oh, they're doing they're doing great. Here's the way I look. And, again, going back to the 06 experience, uh, uh, we had, I uh, believe, uh, Two or three eight-man players that year and you couldn't tell what level they played at you know i told our kids when we got here day one i could care less if you're an eight-man player or a super state class a player football's football and it's going to show up out here when we start blocking and tackling and uh, the kids that you just mentioned have been great the clark kid is a uh, another kid i probably sh- should have mentioned he he's kind of ornery he's got a little motor there <laughs> i see you shaking your head yeah you know what tough. i'm talking about he is tough he's a tough kid and and that was one of our uh, things that we we put down on our list, obviously, and when we selected these kids. We've got quite a few kids that placed real high in wrestling state wrestling meet and that that was one thing we looked for with some tough kids uh, probably not the biggest team as compared to the north they've got some giants over there but um not afraid to play our kids against them because they are just so we shook your head about their tough group of kids well i'll ask you a little final question here because i think uh with
1: so we don't leave any out. Yeah, we've touched on just about every kid except for um, hunter fisher out of hastings st cecilia what's your plan for him
10: well, our plan is uh, he's playing outside linebacker for us right now, and, and he's another kid, you know, played running back, could have played anywhere. That's, that's the nice thing about this whole group of kids. Uh, you know, we ask him most of these kids are, are, are all-state players, and we ask him kind of swallow your ego yeah. a little bit. We selected you to play at this position, uh, and we'd like you to buy into it. And uh, he's another one of those kids. He's playing outside linebacker, and hes, done it, and he's you've, you've probably seen him. He's a smart kid and a good athlete, and, uh um uh, and that goes for saying all the, and we're going to miss, you know, we can't touch base on all these kids. But, uh, like I said, we've got the state class a leading rusher over there playing defense. So I'm sure people are going to go, what the heck are you doing coach? But we ask him, you know, say, "Hey, you know, we selected you as a corner on film You're an outstanding cornerback. And he said, coach, I don't care. I'll play anywhere, wherever you want me, I'll play. So, uh, that's the attitude this group's had. And it's just shared with Dave at Trimble. This has just been so much fun this year to, to have a group of kids that buy in and play anywhere. And, uh, Uh, I can't thank Trimble enough for for the experience they provided and Doan College and and Coach Matt Franzen for, for all the work they've done to help us out. And that was our chat with the head football coach at Beatrice the past number
1: of years of course he's moving along, Kevin Meyer is taking who's an assistant over his job Bob Sexton the head coach of the South. They're just finishing up introducing the rosters here for the 58th annual Shrine Bowl on KKPR FM, Kearney, Grand Island Hastings and the World Wide Web at com. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you we'll give you the lineups here in just a moment but we'll have uh, 22 All-Stars out there, 35 on each team and hopefully they all get to play a significant part of today's game. But, Larry, this is a good time before we go into break here as they finish up uh, the announcements. Your thoughts on what we're going to see here this afternoon? Well,
4: Doug, I think we've got a chance to see a much more uh, tough game, in a sense, than we've seen the last couple years. Last year we know it really got away from one side, This thing's going to be interesting. You've got just a monstrous team up front for the North with two great quarterbacks. I think maybe one of the best players in this game is Tavlin Hunt, the running back from Lincoln North Star. He just jumps off the screen when you watch the film. He's going to play tailback for them, and he's just a stud with boss in front of him at fullback. This looks like it's the North's game to lose, but the South is blistering fast. They can really run. They've got some size up front as well. So. I look to see it's going to be different this year than it's been in the past where we're going to see them spread it out. It's going to be all two-by-two, three-by-one, lots of spread, read option.
1: The game will be much more wide open than it's been the past few years. We do have a couple of young men that will not be able to suit up today because of injuries brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Unfortunately, they're both from Scott's Bluff on the North roster and running back and linebacker Brad Johnston and then on the line Austin Clarkson who is a, a big man and has that knee brace on here today. And those are the only two young men that are not fully padded out here today. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We will take a look at the starting lineups here in just a moment, but it is a beautiful day outside of the wind. We'll see how that will affect the play calling in the game today. Usually they they like to come out, Larry, right away, run the ball, get everybody in the feel of the football game. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it's just we've
4: always got size in this game, but we've got it this year unlike any other, you know, they're going to go, the, the north's going to go 280, 280, 285,
1: 300, 285 up <laughs> uh, front. They're going to want to run the rock. Well, we are getting ready here for the National Anthem at UNK's Foster Field. We do want to keep you updated on Nebraska baseball, uh, trying to stay alive in the uh, regionals out at Clemson, South Carolina. It is Western Carolina and Nebraska 1-1 in the top of the sixth, currently airing on 1230 KHS you are listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show proudly brought to you by Terry and Jason Stark of New Tank Seed your yield leaders contact the New Tech Seed dealer near you for all your seed needs proud to support our shrine athletes coaches and teams in and out of the game Terry and Jason Stark of cutting-edge seed and chemical starting lineups are next
11: at the Aurora Cooperative we're continually driven by what's next in agriculture So we're dedicated to being your first resource for world-class agronomy, grain storage and marketing, high-performance feeds, and energy. Driven by our vision to be financially strong, innovative, independent, locally owned. You're driven by the opportunities that exist. We're driven to help you make the most of them. Now, and for the next generation, the Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities.
3: Founded in 1954, Burger King is the second largest fast food hamburger chain in the world. The original home of the Whopper. Our commitment to premium ingredients, signature recipes, and family-friendly dining experiences is what has defined our brand for more than 50 successful years. Best of luck, athletes from Burger King.
12: Good luck, Phillies, from Georgia's Aerial spraying in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Phillies from Georgia's Aerial Spring in Sutton.
13: Five Points Bank.
1: That the word has made. Welcome back to the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Great job by the Shriners Band of our National Anthem. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Jeff Ekstrom, with you here. As we are at UNK getting ready for today's 58th Shrine Bowl. And our internet streaming on PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the Difference Makers' call to schedule a campus visit today. We'll give you the starting lineups for the Shrine Bowl right after
0: this.
1: Time now for the starting lineups. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, Red Better Bank, in Carney. Offensively for the North roster. Here's how things break down. The big boys up front. Your center is number 54. Max Frank of Osmond, foot, 285 pounder. At right guard, 6'2", 280 pound all seniors Dan Jan of Miller North. The left guard is Jared Ertz 6'1", 285 pounder out of Papillion La Vista. The tackles on the left side is Devin Soul, number 70 out of Pender, 6'4", 280 pounds and the right tackle, number 74 Clayton Whitmire, 6'5", 300 out of Omaha Burke. Your wideouts will be number 4, Grant Martin, 6'2", 285 pounder out of Omaha North. Christian Harmon, 5'11", 160 pounder out of Fremont High, where's number 28 and Number 32, Keaton Henry out of Boone Central, Newman Grove, 6'3", 235-pounder. The running backs, number 34, Sean Lambert, 6'2", 200 pounder out of Fremont. And number 38, Columbus Scotus' Jake Boss, 6'2", 200 pounder He'll also be doing a lot of the place-kicking here today, and we saw him pound some footballs in the state championship game. The quarterback, to start things off today, will be the Gatorade Player of the Year, number 10, Jaden Kowalski, 6'4", 210 pounder, out of Bellevue West. Christian Ellsworth of Grand Island Northwest will be the backup here today. Kowalski also listed as the team's starting punter. Defensively, at the corner, Andre Gilbert of Lincoln High and Tristan Ducker of Bellevue West. At the safeties, Ron Charles of Lincoln High and Alex Redwine of Grand Island. At the linebackers, Tablin Hunt of Lincoln Northstar, Brody Buck of Millard North, and Tanner Mayo of Elkhorn South. The defensive end, Justin Jemison of Omaha North, and on the line, Adam Atkinson of Papillion LaVista, and David Hanson of Boone Central. The head coach of the North, Chad Fox of Wahoo. His assistants, Jason Iverson of Wahoo, Jordan Haas of Hemingford, Darren Suxdorf of Lutheran High Northeast, Guy Rosenberg of Elkhorn South, and Brooks Tapp of Omaha North. For the South, Center is going to be number 63, Jack DeMondel of Millard West, 6'4", 275 pounder. The guards on the right side will be number 65, Christian Peters, 6'2", 245 pounder out of Omaha Scott. The left guard, number 67, Alex Bruner out of Lincoln Southeast, 5'11", 285. The tackles, Gavin Rush of Aurora, 6'2", 295 pounder will wear number 55 on the right side. The left tackle will be number 77, Connor Pavlik, 6'3", 290 pounder out of Omaha Central. Noah Fant, who's to Iowa is the tight end. He know, 6'5", 215-pounder, will wear number 45. Your wide receivers, is number 5, Todd Hodes of Aurora, two pounder Number 11, J.J. Schultz, 6'185-pounder out of York. And number 15, Carney's Alex Harris, 5'10", 175-pounder. The IBAC, Tristan Fairchild, 5'10", 190-pounder out of Papio South, wears number 23. And the starting quarterback will be number 17, Alex Kromer of Beatrice, 6'5". 225-pounder. The defensive starters, Joe Schlager of McCook at safety, Monte McGarry of Omaha South at corner, Creighton Hammock of Carney Catholic at one outside linebacker, Brian Mujia of Omaha Bryan is number 21. He'll be a safety. Also an outside linebacker, Hunter Fisher of Hastings St. Cecilia. Inside linebacker, Barrett McDonald of Millard South. Another corner is Logan Dury of Omaha West Side. Defensive ends are Blake Schroeder of Holdridge and Elijah Wilson of Omaha Central. At the defensive tackles, Garrett Clark of Sutton. And Gray of Norris. Bob Sexton of Beatrice, the old head coach at Beatrice, and his assistants, the new head coach, Beatrice Kevin Meyer, along with Dean Philippi of Exeter Milligan, Mark McLaughlin of given Jeff Keezer of Omaha Bryan, and Dan Crackle of Omaha Scott. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We're about ready to kick off the 58th annual Shrine Bowl here on Classic Hits after this timeout
3: Welcome back to the Nebraska Land
1: National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. The North squad wearing the blue tops and red bottoms with the white numerals. The South squad wearing the white tops with the red pants. They'll go with the wind at their back to start the game, which is significant between 20 and 30 miles an hour. And the North will get the ball first. Of course, there'll be a couple of special rules that Larry will touch on when those do come up in the football game here today. But if you're kicking out of the uh, South with the wind, or from the North with the wind at your back, uh, you sure should be able to get it through the end zone. Yeah, the rule
4: says it better be a touchback in this
1: game. (laughs) So the South puts it on the tee and ready to boot it out of there will be Blake Schroeder out of Holdridge. Always love to see the kickers with the big numbers. Schroeder boots it away. Line drive kick. They want to return it, and it is returnable at the one-yard line, and it's going to be a mini-reverse down the right sideline, 10, 15, 20, and out to the 25-yard line on the carry. Tristan Ducker out of Bellevue West for the north, and that's where things will start in the 58th Shrine game.
4: Yeah, Doug, and we're going to find out right away here. We're going to see... Uh, Coach Fox's Wahoo Veer system, or are we going to see some read option and the stuff that these quarterbacks are used to doing? Again, Jaden Kowalski, Gatorade Player of the Year, All-Stater, all, everything in Nebraska. He can sling it, and he's
1: got good feet. They will start out of the pistol with Jake Boss to the right and uh, Sean Lambert to the other side, and they will give it a first handoff. Kowalski's just going to keep it straight up the middle to the 29-yard line. Yeah, Doug, they ran trap there. They made, they made that look
4: like read option. And again, at home, read option. The quarterback's going to ride the running back across. They're going to leave the end man on the line of scrimmage from where the running back came from and read him. That's what they made that look like there. But they ran inside trap. Both backs took the flow. And Kowalski really does a nice job there to get three, three and a
1: half. He runs over to the sideline to get the play. And they'll spread it out now with twins left, single right. Out of the shotgun formation, Jaden Kowalski. Send the bat in motion from right to left. The ball is snapped off of a lineman's leg. It's loose on the ground, and let's see who covers it. But there is a penalty flag before all of this. Yeah, the, the, the thing was really screwed up. Some guys went. The ball didn't go.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think somebody jumped off sides in the center uh, panic there, Doug.
1: And we also want to mention that the referee for today's ball game is Grand Island's own Tim Higgins. We'll mention the rest of the boys here in a little bit, so congratulations and honor to be asked to serve here in the Shrine game. So a five-yard penalty, our first of the game. We'll back him up and make it second down and 12. Now twins left and right, out of the pistol formation. Kowalski waits, takes a quick little dump pass out to the 30-yard line to Tristan Ducker, who will haul it in, and they'll pick up what they lost on the penalty. Yeah, and the thing is there, Doug, he just runs a little hook route uh,
4: with the inside receiver. Uh, and Kowalski short-hopped that. In this cover, two, one of the rules is you have to run a 4-3 defense, four down linemen, three linebackers with two safeties. So it really limits what you can do, uh, and no blitzing. You cannot blitz, so it really limits you. That route
1: right there will be open all day, and he's the kind of quarterback that can complete it. Got to be pretty good man-on-man, and you know these guys can all run by you. So third down and six at their own 30 for the north. Back to pass Kowalski. Fires it out here, complete across the 40 for a first down to the 42-yard line. Gets it into the hands of Keaton Henry out of Boone Central, Newman Grove. Again, because of the wind, it was just a tad underthrown. But you had four south defenders right there, and he just kind of lobbed it over all their heads. Yeah, and that's the thing. Kowalski's going to be
4: able to zip it. Uh, Brian Mejia from Omaha. Brian makes the tackle there, does a nice
1: job in coverage. So the north with the football moving into the wind on first down and 10. Kowalski will keep it off right guard across the 45, crashes forward to the 47, stretches to the 48-yard line, and a gain of six. Now, this
4: is the kind of thing that I think the – the North's going to be able to do, Doug. They are just huge up front. I can tell you right now, Clayton Whitmer, 74 from Omaha, Burke, 6'5", 300. He's as big as a high school kid as I've ever seen. They're going to be able to run the ball like
1: this all day. North diversifying the offense. Back to four wide. Kowalski, one-step drop out of the shotgun on an inside slant. They'll complete it into South Territory, 45 to the 44-yard line. Alec Redwine of Grand Island with his first reception. Yeah, a little
4: just uh, now screen right to Red. run the inside receiver off vertical and the now screen in this coverage that corner has to bail Uh, that will be there if he can zip it you're seeing a lot of diversification here in the offense we're seeing inside
1: trap Grant Martin of Omaha North splits wide to the right now kind of a pistol Maryland eye look and again we have false start right side of the line all took off the left side of the line stayed both times that the North has went in motion they've had illegal procedure
4: yeah the thing is here is and I love that look. Now you're going to see that Wahoo stuff. It's it's this is just the eye. He just happens to be in pistol. Uh, the quarterback's in pistol instead of under center. It's uh, all eye concepts. That where that's
1: where you're going to see Jake Boss really yeah. get involved. And they totally get out of it now and go trips to the right side with Martin the Lone Man on the left. It's going to be a screen down the right side, and here comes Creighton Hammock to make the tackle for the south behind the line of scrimmage, getting uh, Tristan Ducker for a loss on the play. Yeah, Doug, and they better be careful.
4: Uh, Kowalski lofted that ball, and I'm just telling you right now, Creighton Hammock's too fast. He'll take that back the other way if they do that again. Uh, Hammock does a great job getting there to make the tackle, but Kowalski's got to spin that ball right there. He
1: lofts that again, and that'll be Pick and go the other way. So a couple of local uh, players, Alec Redwine and Christian Hammock in early, shorter with the kickoff, second down and 17, handoff to the lone tailback, doesn't go very far for Sean Lambert. He gets back to midfield. That's a gain of two. It's going to bring up third down and 18 yards to go. Yeah, and now we see no push there, Doug. Uh, Lewis Gray from
4: Norris there uh, inside, holds his ground, um,
1: and no push. Well, we'll see if uh, Coach Fox and the crew chuck it deep on third and 18 into the wind or play it safe. Kowalski back to pass. Good protection hits as he throws it in the middle, and a great catch at the 30-yard line is holed in by Tristan Ducker, who's already making a name for himself. A gain of 20 on the play, first and 10. And, boy,
4: how many times have they done that together at Bell West, Doug? That connection, Kowalski to Ducker, happened – hundreds of
1: times here in the last four years. That is a tough, tough completion into this 20-mile-an-hour wind, and it was right on the hands. Ducker had to the lay out. They'll officially mark it at the 31-yard line for a gain of 19 right to the marker and two third-down conversions now for the north as they start to get closer to the red zone. Fake the handoff, Lambert, throw behind the line of scrimmage to Ducker again, tries to make something happen, makes one man miss, now goes backwards, bounces off of a man, they can't bring him down, finally Hammock fights in there, and among two or three players, brings him down for little or no gain. Also in there was Joe Schlager of McCook. Yeah, Hunter Fisher, Hastings, St.
4: Cecilia was the first guy to miss, Doug, uh, but then he does a great job getting back in on the play, really hustled, got juked right out of his shoes and got himself back in the play to make
1: the tackle. Well, they're going to call it a legal formation. I would have declined the penalty here if it was declinable, Larry, because they didn't make any yardage on it. So it'll be first and 15 instead of second and
4: 10. But this is where the South's got to bow up, Doug, because the North has put themselves in trouble like this on this drive two other times. And on the arm of, again, the player of the year, they've been able to find their way out of it right here. The South needs
1: to bow their neck. That's the third five-yard penalty on this opening drive. We're already down to seven minutes to go and the South has yet to touch it. North first and 15. Kowalski, puff fake, looks left. His head as he throws the balls loose on the ground. They're going to call it incomplete. It was a rush to the football between Sean Lambert of Fremont and Creighton Hammock of Carney Catholic. Who was going to get there first? They'll call it incomplete second and 15. And I tell you what, they're lucky they called it
4: incomplete because Hammock had dove and it ended up right in Lambert's hands and there
1: wasn't anybody in front of him. It could have been a fluke touchdown yeah. run there. Give me a little baseball update. Western Carolina scored in the sixth, so they lead Nebraska 2-1 in the top of the seventh in an elimination game in the NCAA regionals. Here again, it is going to be second down and 15. Three wide outs, Lambert in the backfield. Kowalski looks right. The ball is complete. Out there to his favorite target, Ducker, again. Gets inside the 30 and brought down at the 29-yard line. And again, it's Creighton Hammock, who's having a very good start to this game. Maybe he wasn't joking that he had a good scrimmage earlier. Grant Martin from Omaha North just absolutely decked
4: the corner there for the South team. Just ran a little bubble screen, and he came
1: down on the corner and just ripped his face off. But they got about half of what they need. It's now third and eight in go-for-it situation. Kowalski to throw, this time out to the left. Ducker's there, complete, brought down at the 21. It's going to be very close to a first down. Hunter Fisher and Joe Schlager, St. Cecilia and McCook in on the tackle. And, Doug,
4: that's just that little 2-3 stop route, 2-3 uh, hitch there by the inside receiver. It's the one we said at the top of this thing. You're going to be able to run it all day because the rules don't really pre- they preclude
1: you from being able to cover that route, and you've got a quarterback that can make that throw. Another third down conversion. It'll be first down and 10 just outside the 20-yard line to the I formation with Boss the fullback. They'll give it to Jake and pull it back. Then the pitch is fumbled, and Lambert has to fall on it back at the 32. There was a huge rush up the middle that time from Elijah Wilson of Omaha Central that made Kowalski pitch it a little quicker than he wanted to and another big loss on first down here for the North team. Here's what you're
4: seeing, Doug. We talked about this both uh, Tuesday when we were on and then at the beginning of this game. When Kowalski's running his offense, the offense is going forward. When he's
1: running the Wahoo offense, he's struggling and it's moving backward. So a loss of about 11, second and... 21, Kowalski time, throws over the middle to Ducker, complete at the 15, hit at the 10, Schweiger makes him trip up at the 8-yard line, and there they get it all back, a 24-yard completion, first and goal for the South, and I'll tell you what, if the game ended right now, no problem figuring out who the offensive and the defensive MVPs would be with 5.23 to go in the first quarter. Kowalski stole it, but Ducker is money catch oh, yeah. of the football and hammocks doing a great job as you just said on defense trips to the left side the wide side down the line of scrimmage to tucker complete at the 10 makes a man miss at the five and then he is upended at the four yard line fisher really popped him after monte mcgarry set him up yeah mcgarry
4: just kind of set him up and here come hunter fisher and we talked about it earlier in the week he's a big kid hunter fisher is fast he's athletic that he's much bigger than a lot of people think. I've never seen him listed over six foot, and I stood right next to him, Doug. There's no way he's under six foot.
1: He's a big kid, and he's fast. It is second down and goal at the four, back to the eye out of the pistol, Kowalski. Man in motion from left to right. They'll give it to Jake Boss up the middle. He'll power to the two and then lean forward. They may give him about the one-yard line. It'll be third down and goal, and Boss one-on-one. Very tough, but that interior line right in there. Schroeder's in there. So is Barrett McDonald. You know, Doug, one of the things I really like here is they allow
4: the quarterbacks to have the headset or the microphone in their helmet here. makes such a difference getting these plays in and out. The NFL system is what they run.
1: Third and goal to two. Kowalski comes up with a quarterback sneak, tried to do it quickly, bounces off right guard. No indication yet. They'll unpile him and then call it a touchdown for Jaden Kowalski. The first snap he had taken under center and a touchdown here for the North with four minutes exactly to go in the opening quarter and eight. Minute drive to start the Shrine ball. Yeah, and
4: that's what you say. Any level of football doesn't matter uh, what day of the week it is or an all-star game or not, baby. Control the football, and you got a chance to win. Eight minutes you just went uh, and held on to that sucker and got the thing to cash in. The Gatorade
1: Player of the Year. Now boss to execute the extra point placement down the kick up into that wind and it is good and with four minutes to go in the 58th annual shrine bowls first quarter the north seven the south will get the ball when we come back on classic hits
7: First State Bank in Loomis, Bertrand, and Alma thanks you for your business and welcomes you to this sports broadcast. First State Bank is your full-service hometown bank and invites you to stop in and see them for all your banking, from commercial to personal. First State Bank in Bertrand has everything you need to keep your farm, home, and business running. First State Bank in Loomis, Bertrand, and Alma, member FDIC, an equal housing lender, very proud to sponsor this high school sports broadcast.
9: BB Carpet, shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at BB the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to BB Carpet and Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, That's where we always go. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back with you at
1: UNK's Foster Field in the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl. 100 total yards on that drive that started at the 26th, but because of some negative yards and some penalties, they had a whole ton of offensive plays. And now Jake Boss kicks it into the wind. It's taken at the six-yard line here in the south. We'll try and make something happen to the 10, 15. There's a hole, 20, 25, to the 30, the 35, and up to the 37-yard line. Todd Honus of Aurora, the Nebraska walk-on with a good return. And now the south. With the win at their back, but for only three minutes and 53 seconds, Jaden Kowalski was 9 of
4: 10 for 82 yards on that opening drive. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, they did that into the win.
1: You know, he's going to get the win. You're going to be able to start stretching some of that stuff. Ducker, his teammate at the Bell West, had six receptions for 64 yards. And now the South will be quarterbacked by Alex Kroemer of Beatrice. They go bubble right, twins left. He's the only man in the backfield on first down and 10 at the 37-yard line. Long count here by Cromer. Takes the snap and wants to throw. Sets. Wants to throw deep down the middle and way overshoots his intended target Alec in now. Alec Cloyd. Yeah, oh, excuse me. Alex Cloyd. Yeah, Alex yeah, Cloyd. With Cloyd. Um and
4: and the South did or the North did change some things. Travis Holcomb from is starting at safety there and he's gotta flip his hips faster. Cloyd had gotten behind him. Holcomb did a terrible job there. He stayed in his back pedal too long and he was flat beat. That's a ball if he flips his hips,
1: flips his hips. He should pick that ball going the other way. So they took his shot right off the get-go here. Now they'll have a single back in the backfield. Pitch play right side into the hands of Tristan Fairchild. Gets to the corner at the 40, and he's shoved out of bounds at the 42-yard line. A gain of five, and that'll bring up third down and five. Tristan Fairchild out of Papillion-La Vista South. Yeah, does a nice job. They just ran that toss there, and
4: uh, Travis Holcomb, their number 48, does a great job running the alley like a safety should. He's the unblocked guy on that. You want your safety to fly downhill to make that tackle. You're going to see this offense. Mark McLaughlin from Gibbons calling the plays. It's primarily his offense, so things are going to look very familiar if you're used to uh, uh, watching uh, the Buffaloes
1: in the last couple of years. So it will be more wide open. They'll go double tights this time with twins to the left side on third down and five with their own 42. Fake the handoff, rolling out is Cromer. Being chased, nobody's open. Now he's in some trouble, and Cromer is going to be sacked at the 41-yard line. Good defense. Finally, the uh, wide receivers just took off down the field, but that's just a good coverage sack there by the, South, the North defense. Yeah, Doug, that was tremendous job on the pressure. Was that Fant?
4: 45, that was Fant. He had come free. The safeties grabbed those two receivers and ran with them. Luckily, Fant had broke loose there. Holcomb spun and went with him. Both safeties really were lost there. If I were the south, I'd come back to
1: that play again because if the pressure doesn't get to the quarterback, both guys are running free. Now, Cromer the quarterback, is also the punter on fourth and seven. Here comes the rush. Barely got it out of there. And Did he stay in bounds? No, he shanks it. He felt the pressure, and even with that wind, it's going to go out of bounds at about the 45-yard line, and that is going to be all of about a 14-yard punt. So early on, the North, with all the momentum, they took an eight-minute drive that was capped off by a two-yard Jaden Kowalski touchdown run after going 9 of 10, and now they've got good field position again, and this is all going into the wind, a three and out for the South.
4: Yeah, Doug, you normally don't see that. Justin uh, Jemison of Omaha North and... Uh, Travis Holcomb and Centura both get there and just about block that punt. In this game, most generally, those uh, get off without a whole lot of trouble. Both
1: DNs just met at the punter there. Uh, They need to get that fixed. And now Christian Ellsworth will come in out of the Grand Island Northwest, headed to northern Iowa, and he will quarterback the system here. So it looks like immediately they go to – a few different players, but they're going to give it out an inside toss to Tristan Ducker from left to right. Spun around, almost lost the ball, gets stacked up again. Hammock is yes. there, and then he is finished off by Sam Christensen of Brooding Davenport. Doug Creighton Hammock does a great job there.
4: He flies to the alley, forces the play back inside. That's his first job.
1: Then he's tough enough to get in and make the tackle. And Hammock looks like he might have got a little shaken up on that play. He's limping a little bit. Remember, coming off the injury last year, second down and nine after a gain of one, Ellsworth, his first throw. It's out there in the flat and completed into the hands of Christian Harmon. Harmon gets a little bit across the 45 to the 46, a gain of four. It'll be third down and
4: five. Yeah, and they can spin it. They bring both these quarterbacks in. They're both going to do it the same. And when they want to, Doug, they can get about six, three, six, five across with your receivers. You know, Brooke Brown is 6'5". They were down on the goal line running that stuff a minute ago, or in
1: pregame, and they are just incredibly tall. They bring Tristan Ducker out. Austin Freeman appears, checks in. Four wideouts. Ellsworth, quarterback draw, but he got tripped up. It was wide open off right guard, and he just got tripped up as he made a move up the field. And they give Christensen credit for the tackle, but it was Marvin Lazo of York, that really messed things up there on the south defensive line and tripped up Ellensworth. So a three and out there after the short putt. Hammock has really
4: hurt, Doug. I mean, he's doubled over. It's got to be, I, I think, ankle. And sometimes you roll your ankle like that. If you can get 10 or 15 minutes, it'll come back.
1: Keaton Henry now lined up to putt. Goes with the and he's going to fake it. He's going to take it right side. He's got the first down, and it's down to the 45-yard line on the fake putt, but we do have a penalty flag right where he made the corner. Yeah, Doug, I think it's going to be a hold. I mean, it's right in front of him. And Keaton Henry would not normally be the punter. Kowalski would be, but they put him in there. Tight end linebacker out of Boone Central, Newman Grove. Made a nice cut, but apparently got a little help here. At our referee, Tim Higgins. Well, we
9: have penalties on the play, we have illegal formation on defense, okay? We have the offense, open, multiply, and we will so so
1: replay it so We replay it down, but that pretty much takes away. The opportunity to fake one here. Yeah,
4: and there's your rules. It was an illegal formation on the defense. If you haven't heard that before at home, it's because it doesn't exist normally. Yeah. That's a situation where they probably just had one too many guys on the line
1: of scrimmage there, Doug. It's an all-star game set, and again, it's a different look from the offense. Still Henry in there to pump, but he's got four wide outs to the right side, and he will just boot it away into that win to do the best he can. and doesn't go very far. The line yeah. of scrimmage is his zone 48. And they're going to be pretty gracious here and maybe give them the 31-yard line. So about a 21-yard punt. And that's where the South will take over. 22 seconds to go in the first quarter. The North 7, the South nothing, in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl here on KKPR-FM. Carney, along to our friends at Caro and Holdridge. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer, engineer Jeff Ekstrom with you here as the South will now take over. And it looks like, is that J.J. Schultz lined up at quarterback? Yeah, Beatrice. No, York. Did I misread it? Is it Cromer still? That's Cromer. Yeah, it is Cromer. Okay. Back to pass. Swings it out here into the flat left side. Complete right at the first down marker, just short at the 39-yard line. And it's going to be Alex Harris of Kearney getting his first touch of the day. Yeah, and and I think this is
4: what uh, uh, the South's got to do. That inside-outside zone got crushed, and again, that size of the north shows up on the defensive side, too. I think they just need to sling it here a little bit. They The the, the north looks vulnerable on the back end of this defense.
1: Again, four wide outs. Kramer will be in the shotgun this time. Take a four- or five-step drop. Plenty of time, but can't get it away. Hit as he throws over the middle, just dumping it away, and incomplete to stop the clock with 11 seconds to go in the corner. Intended for Alex Harris, but it was about 10 yards over his head. Yeah, they had Noah Fant there, Doug, on the deep post.
4: Uh and gee many crickets fans (laughs) isn't he big (laughs) my good gravy he's big we're going to have to see him on Saturdays of course he's going to Iowa
1: where he'll play his college football Noah just got back to the huddle as they broke the huddle so I don't expect that he's going to get the ball this time third down and two at their own 39 yard line up they'll line up in the I formation this time handed off to the fullback who can't go up the right side so bouncing out and a great tackle Travis Holcomb gets out here and brings down Gage Orton of Plattsmouth. simple dive off the right guard the hole was plugged and it looked like he was going to get outside but Holcomb comes out and makes the tackle and coach that has to make you proud
4: yeah that's a, a great technical job there he stays on his inside hip runs the alley like you're supposed to run it does a great job this north
1: team looks fired up Doug And that'll be the final play of the first quarter. It'll be a fourth and two situation for the South at their own 39. When we start the second, it's North 7, South nothing. The 58th annual Shrine Bowl continues after this on Classic Hits 98.9 and com.
3: Agricultural Services Incorporated provides proven tools and services to determine your field's needs. Services include soil sampling, gathering information, field tracking, equipment rental, service and sales, precision custom application of liquid and granular chemicals with experienced personnel, all combined to help you see better yields. You start with the seed and then it's a never-ending job. Get help in the field from Agricultural Services Incorporated in Bolus, Caro, and Wood River.
14: Hi, I'm Dana Grease, your pharmacist at Sutton Pharmacy. We've been your full-service neighborhood pharmacy since 2007. We are committed to working with you and your health care providers to give you the best personalized care. We offer a full line of Good Neighbor Pharmacy products to meet your health care needs. Sutton Pharmacy also offers deliveries to Sutton and Edgar for your convenience. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Sutton Pharmacy.
1: Doug to Larry Baker, back with you here at Foster Field, the 58th annual Shrine Bowl here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The south will now be going into the wind, which is anywhere from 20 to 30 miles an hour and pretty consistent. But the north, on the very first drive of the game, went 74 yards starting at the 26. It was 100 yards of offense because of penalties and a couple of other things that happened in there. Jaden Kowalski of Bellevue West was 9 of 10, 6 of those to his Owned high school teammate Tristan Ducker, and then Kowalski a two yard quarterback sneak. So far for the South, uh, they've only ran six offensive plays to nineteen for the North. You know, and I think you talked a little bit about it, a little bit about it there
4: at the break. You know, this thing is all North. The South isn't anywhere to be found here, Doug. All
1: It's fourth and short. It's fourth done, and one, and you call. can't play goal line defense here in the Shrine game. So four down linemen. The South takes a chance. They'll go quarterback sneak right up the middle. Cromer is shoved backwards, and it will not be good enough. I think they're going to give it to him, Doug.
4: They're going to give him some forward progress, but you're right. I mean, he just got thumped.
1: He needed a yard and a half, and right up the middle was Chandler Wa of Omaha Burke. That in good faith, they cannot give them a first no, down. No, they here. shouldn't. And they won't. The ball will be taken over. So the South stopped. They have yet to get a first down. The North will take over with the wind at their back at the South 41. Yeah, Doug, what you're
4: seeing right now is the South's just got to stem this. We talked about it. We're starting to just there. Um, it's been all North. The South looks lost on both sides here. Of the ball, it's
1: still only 7-0. One big play here or something gets them right back in this thing. Well, in the south, offensively, as we just said, with the number of plays, hasn't had any time to get anything going. And ready to go here. Back to pass, throwing over the middle, and a sliding catch made down at the 19-yard line. Hauling it in from Pierce is Austin Freeman from Jayden Kowalski. And the North is in business again. Yeah, there was no doubt about that. As soon as uh, he got
4: inside Noah Kasbaum there from Nebraska City, uh, I pointed at it right away. They just ran streak on the outside, ran a nine route with a post on the inside, and he
1: got inside leverage. And there was nobody home. You can see what they do with the wind in their face. Hand off to Lambert up the middle, and he's going to punish some people inside the 15. And it's a gang tackle at the 13-yard line. A gain of six for Fremonts. Sean Lambert. Yeah, and this
4: is the thing that we haven't talked about yet with regard to the North is Tavlin Hunt and Sean Lambert. Tavlin Hunt, Lincoln North Star. And then uh, Sean Lambert from Fremont High School. These two dudes are studs playing running back. You're talking about Tavlin Hunt, 6'1", 218, and Lambert, six foot, 200 pounds,
1: and they both can fly. Harmon split out to the left. You've got Freeman and Grant Martin to the right, looking over here towards Martin, but it's underthrown. That was just a quick sit-down out here in the 10-yard line. It would have been enough for the first down. They're just
4: switching this, Doug. They're, they're in a two-by-two two set, just a spread set. One time the outside receiver's running the takeoff, running the nine route, and the inside receiver's running the 2-3 hitch, and then they'll flop it where the inside receiver will go on the nine and the outside will run the
1: 2-3 hitch. Great crowd on hand, the north end zone filled by the band. and. About uh, three-fourths of the rest of the stands filled here today as Kowalski takes the snap, has time, loss it to the corner of the end zone and over the head of the leaping Christian Harmon. Christian's only 5'11", but he really got up. And that's probably where the wind affected Kowalski at his back for the first time. It just got away, and so it'll bring up fourth down and five at the 14. They're going to send in the field goal unit, Jake Boss, who pounded two from 50 yards at the state championship Yeah, 53 yards, Doug, the all-time record at
4: Memorial Stadium in a high school game. The ball bleeds (laughs) when Jake Boss hits it. He was a state runner-up in wrestling, state champion in soccer. I mean, this kid's legit.
1: Grant Martin to hold it. Here's the snap. It's down. The kick is away on the field goal attempt, and it is good. It'll be a 31-yard field goal attempt to give the North a 10 nothing lead. And, of course, the Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association All-Star Duel, he's there next week. He's a busy young man. Yeah, you talk about busy. Travis Holcomb tonight, as soon as this game is
4: over, off to Grand Island he goes to play in the All-Star Basketball game after playing in the Shrine Bowl today.
1: These kids, when I, you know, and they earn it. When I saw his name there, I went, what is he thinking? Do it while you can. Yeah, we'll take right. a break. This touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank. The field goal makes it 10-0 north, leading the south. 10.50 to go, first half here on Classic Hits.
2: At the Paint and Paper Palace in Sutton, their knowledgeable staff will help you spend your remodeling dollars wisely. The Paint and Paper Palace carries Mohawk flooring and a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Check their wide selection of window treatments, wall coverings, and flooring options. Located at 234 North Saunders in Sutton, that's the Paint and Paper Palace in Sutton.
1: Jake Boss to boot it away here. It's going to carry eight yards deep into the end zone with the wind at his back. And so the South will take over at their own 20-yard line, looking for their first first down of the ball game. 122 yards of offense for the North, 13 yards of offense in seven plays for the South. But give the South a little bit of credit there. Uh, They gave them a short field and held them to just three points.
4: Yeah, and they bowed their neck where they needed to because the North tried to run the ball there, Doug, which has kind of been their bread and butter. and, And... and uh, the south didn't allow it. 10's not even close to too many here.
1: So we're ready to go again. 10 nothing north with the lead. South into the wind, which is taking a rest but for just a minute here. And our second quarterback for the South has taken the ball into his own hands, Logan Anderjaska of Millard West, who's among the players that is coming to UNK. On the South side, Anderjaska of Millard West, Blake Shorter of Holdridge, Taylor Angeli of Lincoln Pius 10th on the North, Brick Brown of Northwest, Alex Redwine of Grand Island, Travis Holcomb, Centoa, Blake Huseman of Stanton. All will be playing this fall for head coach, uh, Josh Lamerson and UNK.
4: Yeah, and Anna Jessica's telling him, let's go. He wants to play. This is his type of offense. He's a good read option quarterback. Of course, was the number one team in the state all season long until they uh, had a loss avenged <laughs> by
1: Millard North. He'll take the snap, hand it off on the right side, trying to bounce outside, looking for runner. Holcomb group. is Tristan Fairchild. And the tackle made out there by Holcomb of Centura again. Yeah, that's big. That's two big tackles for loss.
4: That's why they recruited him here, Doug. He's long and lean, and he can run that alley. He's going to play the same position in college. You try to run that stretch play, you cannot account for the safety. The problem is most of us don't have a safety that can run the alley like that. That's big. That's another big tackle for loss.
1: Well, and uh, same thing with Travis Holcomb. He didn't miss uh, as much time as Creighton Hammock and Carney Catholic, but they didn't get their full season, and they are really eager and showing it here in this football game. I I know there's others, but, of course, uh, knowing those two young men and their situation. Third down and ten for the South. They're not ready to get it going. They're going to call a timeout. They may have had too many men on the field, so this timeout brought to you by the Land National Bank with 9:19 to go in the first half of the 58th annual Shrine Bowl. North 10, South nothing here on Classic
3: Hits.
1: Back to the action here at the Shrine Bowl. The South going into the wind at their own 20, facing a third down and 10 situation, still looking for their first first down. Andrew Jaska with pressure has to run it. He's tackled from behind at the 22-yard line by David Hanson out of Moon Central, Newman Grove. And it was a putting situation, and that's where the field changes in a hurry with this wind. You're not going to get anything more than 30 without a fluke bounce. No, and, and the South's got to get something going on. Too many
4: playmakers on that side. Doug, the South might not be as big as the North, but this still is pretty evenly split as far as these teams. they got to get something going here.
1: That offense is anemic. Andre Gilbert and Tristan Ducker are back deep. They should get a chance to run it, a high snap, but it is pulled down. Kromer able to get it away. It's actually a good kick, but the wind will eat it up at the 50, and that's where they will down it. It is a 26-yard punt, and under the circumstances, that's as good as you can do because there was no return.
4: Yeah, and there's a flag. I don't know. Holcomb and Huseman. Matt at the punter again, uh, Hussman from Stanton, uh, uh, or H- Hanson, excuse me. Um, that's Husman, but it's Hanson. It's not Boone Central's helmet, I'll tell you that.
1: That's Stanton's helmet. That's 62. That is Blake Husman. And it looks like maybe they called it illegal formation. We haven't seen that much the last couple of well, years uh, here at the Shrine Bowl. I think
4: we've seen it again. I think what they're saying is maybe they just got one too many guys. Holcomb's on the line of scrimmage. I know they may be thinking he was the safety down there. He's playing D-end on punt.
1: Well, the North
4: wants to debate this. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the deal. You see Holcomb down there looking at the coach. He moves down to D-end uh, on punt. I'm not sure you want to punt it again anyway. I wouldn't. They're going to get one of these, Doug. They've punted it a couple of times, and it's been both of them have been right on the verge.
1: So with 8.37 to go here in the first half, 10 nothing. it's going to be fourth down and one. Maybe they go for it at their own 29. Well, you, you di- I mean, it
4: makes sense. You said it earlier. You can't bring in the goal line defense. You should be able to get one unless a middle
1: linebacker's been shot out of a cannon like happened the last time. They tried it on fourth and one at the 39. It didn't work. Or Now they're trying it at the 29, and they will line up. Andrew Jaskin right under center for wideouts. Quarterback sneak up the middle. This looks like it's going to pay off. So the penalty ends up helping the South get their first first down at the game with an 8.32 to go on the first half clock. North leading it 10 to nothing. The ball to the 31-yard line on a two-yard gain
9: from Andrew Jaska. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Logan,
1: Andrew is a great kid, and we know he's going to be a loper,
4: and I know he's tough. But he better be tough because as he was just down there, uh, Brody Buck from Millard North off a state championship Class A team at middle linebacker just had him lined up waiting for that ball to get snapped.
1: So now maybe the South can uh, breathe a little bit here with, again, Andrew Jaskin, the pistol, and four wideouts. He'll fake the handoff. He wants to keep it, and a nice job there by the north corner in Brody Buck of Middle North again. He just had him sized up, said let's go. Yeah, they played that great. They, what they do, Doug, is they've got that coached up.
4: They're telling the DN, chase the running back, and they're replacing him with that linebacker. So he chases, which gives a total pull read, and Brody Buck, the linebacker, steps out and feels, and the safety then slips in behind. Uh, they've got that uh, played very, very well. They need to move on from the read option.
1: South will put J.J. Schultz of York out wide to the right. Three wideouts this time, an extra blocker for Ander Jaska. Fair Fairchild, here's another penalty flag. He will come across the 35 and get upended at the 36-yard line. And again, Stanton's Blake Husman is in on the tackle. But this was right off the snap. Where are we thinking, offsides? No.
0: I think you're getting a lot of
1: these illegal formations called here. And that's a five-yard penalty on the south offense. Yeah,
4: that's one where the wrong guy was on the line of scrimmage or the wrong guy was off the line of scrimmage. That is the one thing I'll say. When you get in a lot of these trip sets and bunch sets in these all-star games like this, it's tough because who's on and who's off. That's a little bit tougher where um, the north, they're running a lot of ace and a lot of two-by-two where it's very traditional and easy like I, you and I talked about on Tuesday, you know, you say, well, it's, what's ketchup to me is peanut butter to you. That's pretty simple. Uh, those trip sets and bunch sets, that's not always the
1: case. Well, they would really love to run Andrew Jaska a little bit, but it's not working out so far. Todd Honus would like to get involved again here. Two wideouts. High formation. Andrew Jaskin wants to throw deep. He's going to throw as far as he can into the wind. It's a jump ball, and it is incomplete trying to get it to J.J. Schultz, and you got Tristan Ducker now playing defense for the North. Yeah, and Alex
4: Cloyd come free immediately. Holcomb picks him up there at safety, does a nice job, but I pointed him out right away. It looked like Cloyd was going to get free. Of course, we know Cloyd's a state champion wrestler as
1: well from Millard South. Second and 14. And we got another penalty this time on the defense for illegal formation. So hopefully by halftime they can get this figured out. Sometimes the officials just need to talk to the coach. The coach needs to talk well, to the official. Talking, what are we doing?
4: Yeah, talking to the DBs. And I think the deal is either they're too they're, they may be too far inside, right? Those safeties have to be outside. And
1: again, you have to run the base 4-3, yes. and that's what we're talking about here. Because it's an all-star game, special rules apply uh, that would not apply throughout the year. So it'll be second down and 9 for the South at their own 32. Seven minutes to go first half, they're down 10-0. I-Formation Fairchild takes the deep handoff, and he has to work for every yard he gets. And there's Holcomb again with first contact as he bounces off Travis a little bit to the 35, but he stuck him, and he lost all his momentum, a gain of 4. Yeah, that's a great job again running that alley. What impressed me on
4: that play was Elijah Wilson from Omaha Central. There he's coming out of the game there, Doug. But he ran. That was a dart play where you take your tight end and you run misdirection and slam him into the backside five-tech. And he just absolutely splattered Hoosman
1: out of Stanton there. Whew. I mean, that was mean. Now five wideouts. outs. Well, we'll set him down as three, third Third and six. Fake to to Fairchild. Now, Andrew Jaskin wants to carry it, but it's all on his own, and he's not going to get there. In fact, he's shoved out of bounds at the 34-yard line. Finishing him off is Shane Henderson and Elkhorn South, but then we get a little extracurricular activity after the play
4: is dead. Yeah, the North has just whipped them bad enough here. I think they just got a little
1: fired up there what impressed me there oh there's some chatting going on still now alex harrison carney was over here trying to block also over here was uh, tristan fairchild and uh andrew Jaskis. So he had some of the smaller guys and maybe got run over by the big boys
4: yeah uh and then somebody got up and popped off holcomb and ducker did a great job there doug what's making this work right now is the south can't fool the north they're running all this misdirection and rollout, and those safeties are staying with those receivers and tight ends, and that's why this pursuit's just able to get there. They're going to have to fool them here at some point because they're not out-toughing them.
1: Well, and that is a 15-yard on sportsmanlike, which backs it all the way back to their own 20. Now they're putting into the wind, although they don't have a... they got a train back right here. Gonna, he, Fox
4: has got to call timeout. <laughs> He's
1: furious. Well, the North actually will call the timeout. They didn't have enough, uh, as you said, they didn't have enough guys out uh, on the field here. and Their roster and every hands team, punt team, it's all detail down to the <laughs> final tooth here. Look at Fox and his assistant. They're fighting here. See, I like this. And he's smart enough. Fox wants
4: to win. When I went down to talk to him before the game here, Doug, he he, he didn't want to say much. He didn't want to talk much at all. He's fired up, wants to win. And here's the answer that now he's mad.
1: He's pointing at Holcomb and yelling at him, pointing at Hoosman and yelling at him. These guys want to win this game. Yeah, that's the whole thing. We talk about them all week. But once the ball goes in the air, you've got about three hours here where it's all about competition. Our timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. 6-12 to go in the second quarter. The North 10, the South nothing, in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl here on Classic Hits. Uh, The opening drive of the game took eight minutes. The North marched it down the field, mostly into the wind, into the air, with short passes from the Bellevue West combination of Jaden Kowalski to Tristan Ducker. And then Kowalski, a two-yard quarterback sneak, uh, put it in there. And a 31-yard field goal by Jake Boss at the 10-50 mark of the second quarter. Are the 10 points here in the South, still with just one first down, Punting on 4th and 21 into this gale wind. Cromer gets the snap. The rush is on. Low line drive kick. Bounces at the 45, and they're just going to let it go. It's going to roll 10. Oh, this is big. 15. Duckers now, he's just he's mad. He it rolled 16 yards all the way to the 39-yard line. Still not bad field position, but they thought about taking it off the bounce, and they got an extra 11 yards off of the roll. Yeah, they're fired up. They just about got that one,
4: too, Doug. I can promise you that in an all-star game like this, the punter feels like he's going to usually have time to get the punt off. And to, uh, there's none of that today. I mean, the North in
1: all facets of the game right now are coming. Still only 10 nothing. I think the next six minutes here before halftime, huge. Can they get up 17-0 and maybe put it away? Or can the South hang on, make adjustments? Here's the handoff. North will give it off to Lee Greedy out of Lutheran High Northeast. A little fullback trap. He gets across the line of scrimmage, stacked up and shut backwards. Looks like they'll give him about 3 to the 38. I tell you, I'd like to see some... 40 to, 40, we're going the other way. we give him about 3 to the 42, excuse me.
4: I'd like to see some Tavlin Hunt and uh, uh, some Sean Lambert here a
1: little bit. Did not want to mention the captains for the North today. Christian Ellsworth of Grand Island Northwest, Brody Buck of Millard North. Huge honor voted on by the kids. We'll give you the south after this play. Ellsworth is in. He'll throw over the middle. There's some feet getting tangled up down the middle of the field, trying to get it to Ducker, and they will call it incomplete. Noah Kasbaum of Nebraska City in on the coverage. Your south captains are Todd Onis of Aurora, Alex Cromer of Beatrice, and Elijah Wilson. Of Omaha Central.
4: Yeah, Doug, and it's nice to see some of our, you know, Honus and Ellsworth, two kids that uh, did become captain. But if you've had any time at all to spend visiting with Christian Ellsworth, you, you know you know what a great guy. Not a surprise that he would be voted a captain by his teammates. He's an absolutely
1: wonderful human being. It is third down and eight north at their own 42-yard line, leading at 10-0. Ellsworth with pressure. He's hit. Coming through strong to make the stick that time for the South is going to be Alex
4: Cloyd. And Daniel John from Millard North had no chance. Trust me, Cloyd and John have done that before. That's Millard North, Millard South. They've played big-time football.
1: Man, Ellsworth had no chance. He took his three-step drop and got drilled from the backside. Did a good job to wrap it up. It's a loss of eight on the play. Back to the 34. And that's all they needed, Doug. That's all the South needed here. Just get a little something going. Here's the putt. Schlager hoping to get a return. Good wind. And it'll be taken at the 19-yard line by Monte McGarry. Takes Makes a man miss 30. There's a penalty flag. I don't like it. Man, he made a great move at the 25-yard line. And I
4: think they're going to call like Creighton Hammock for a block in the back, Doug, and it is not.
1: Hammock's been busy defensively, special teams a couple of different ways.
4: Hammock just I mean, that was a beautiful block, had his head in front, got there, did a great job. That
1: no, nope. four thirty nine to go here before halftime. Ten nothing your score. Let's quit throwing the flags. It's an all star game. Yeah. Especially there where Craig Hammock does Everybody, a great job. we're looking along the press box here, everybody's shaking their heads saying no.
4: And, and, and as if we needed something else for Stu to
1: complain about at halftime. <laughs> i be mean, possible so prep sports editor at Omaha World Herald with his take here at the half. So instead of the South getting the ball at about the 40, they will start at their own 19, still 439 to go here. Alex Cromer back in at quarterback. He and Andrew Jaska have been splitting. The running back is Gage Orton of Plattsmouth. But four wide, back to pass into this win. Cromer going to try it. He's got a man out in the flat. Noah Fant, but it's off his fingertips. And that's what Noah is normally going to get. That would have been the best play of the day so far for the South. Yeah, and
4: you got to keep going to him, Doug. He's been open. Holcomb's with him, but Holcomb's been a step step short coming out of his back pedal, and can climb on you. There's a situation there in Holcomb where he's always been able to turn probably a little step slower because of the dudes he's played against. He's playing against an equal athlete that can just climb on that back pedal so fast.
1: A versus C2, D1 versus D2, which whatever, sometimes D2 is better than D1, but you're just looking at some of what these kids look forward to as far as matchups, second and ten. Cromer, hard count, can't get anybody to move. Four wideouts, takes the snap. It's going to be a draw play up the middle, making one man miss to the 20, still grinding out to the 23. A little something on the ground that time. All that work for four yards. That was a lot of work for four. That was a lot of work for four. I bet there's six guys on the tackle as they tackle Gay Jordan, as we said, who was in this series uh, as the eye back. They're going to give the tackle... To Shane Anderson and David Hanson. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Doug,
4: South just needs to get points on the board here. It doesn't even have to be a touchdown. Probably with the what, the, what, what wins doing, it's going to have to be, but uh, they just need points.
1: So third down and six at their own 23, looking for just their second first down of the game. Four wideouts, back to pass Cromer. Has time this time. Throws it out here and over fans head, incomplete, covered by Gilbert of Lincoln High. And it'll be another punting situation here. Now, again, since the North's opening drive that took eight minutes, the last 12 minutes of the football game has not seen a whole lot of offense from either side. In fact, uh, just 17 yards for the North during that time.
4: Yeah, it looked like we were going to get a bunch, and then everybody settles down a little bit. Let's see if they get this one. It sounds silly to be talking about a pub block, but they've just been a step away on each one. Cromer
1: ready to boot it into the wind pressure coming this time just a two-step and he boots it low it bounces they'll pick it up off the bounce then the ball is fumbled it's still loose finally picked up by gilbert but that gives the south time to drill him at the 35-yard line it's going to end up being about a 37-yard punt last time larry they let it bounce and it got away from him so this time ducker and gilbert said let's grab this and it just took a little bad hop on him
4: yeah and the north south's winning the field position battle here they're playing some defense winning that battle, getting themselves in a little better spot here.
1: Well, let's see if they can garner a first down and then take a shot. I don't think they'll take a shot and then try to get the first down. Let's see if the North, because there's 334 left, they've got a couple of timeouts, but if they can get a first down, get towards midfield, and they're at the 35 right now, if they can take a shot downfield to try and attack onto the 10-0 lead that the North has here in the Shrine Bowl. And it is Kowalski again. Yeah, Ellsworth hasn't had a whole lot of luck of gaining first downs, but neither has Kowalski the last two times he's in. And he is going to keep it quarterback, draw up the middle, makes a tackle, 40, 42, 43. He's going to be just short of the first down. It'll be second down and one. That was a great read to Tavlin Hunt on the fake handoff because you got to watch that young man.
4: Well, look for him to come back to it, Doug, because what happened is you got Hunt out there on a the corner. And I'll tell you, if you just defense it, as you read it, your corners and safeties, those guys out there, they're lettuce eaters, right? And then you got man eaters and them linebackers and them D linemen are children eaters. You get Tavlin Hunt, who's a children eater out there on a lettuce eater and stuff will happen.
1: Second down, long one. This time they'll do the same play. Fake it to the right, up the middle, Kowalski. First down to the 47 48. Now, here's what I was talking about. They got that first down. They're close to midfield. Everybody's biting on that run. Now, does Kowalski step back and go deep? Look for Durie over here uh, defensively, Logan Durie of Omaha West Side, to maybe step up and make a play because Kowalski is like to look to his left when he's looked downfield. Yeah, I'm telling you, that play right there, at some point, that back's going to keep it because they're getting it blocked to where he's one-on-one with a corner. Brooke Brown, a grand northwest, out to the right. They do go eye set this time out of the pistol. Kowalski fakes it to Boss, now pitches it out here to a Tavlin Hunt, and Hunt will make one-man miss and get across the 50 into South Territory at the 49. Good hard run of four more yards. Yeah, the key there, though, is Creighton Hammock. Creighton
4: Hammock does an amazing job there, Doug. He doesn't, all the smoke and mirrors of the option. You've got a quarterback, a dive man, uh, and a pitch man on that. He knows his job. He was the pitch man, and he wasn't moving. Hammock did an amazing job. He still doubled over there, Doug. He's showing a lot of toughness fighting through this.
1: Brown and Ducker split out wide to the left. Four wide outs now with Hutt in the backfield. Kowalski takes the snap. He'll give it to Hutt right up the middle, and he is eating up. Coming right off his block is going to be Garrett Clark of Sutton to drop him for
4: a four-yard loss. Yeah, and there they had the wrong read. If he keeps that, he's going to run. Boy, Clark does a great job there, Doug. And Garrett Clark, we know, is a wrestler and
1: local guy. He's a big, tough dude. And now the North needs to get going here, make a decision. Even though it's third and six, we're down to 90 seconds to go in the half. And uh, third and eight officially at their own 49-yard line. Back to four wideouts. Keep hunting the backfield with Kowalski as the quarterback. Big play here. Kowalski has some time. Now tucks it up, wants to run, has room to run. Turns to the 45, but he's going to be brought down short. And in on the tackle for the South, Sam Christensen of Brooding Davenport. Monte McGarry of Omaha South. And now the North might just be content to let the clock run out here. It'll be fourth down and two and a half. One minute to go. South is not going to call a timeout just in case. North's not going to call a timeout. They may as they run the clock down to about 35 seconds. Let's find out. They will come up over the football here. 15 on the play clock. You've got to keep it in Kowalski's hands here, I would think. They've got extra protection on the line. And It's going to be quarterback Reed up the middle. First down. Inside the 40 to the 39 yard line. A gain of six on the play, but we do have a penalty flag on the far sideline.
4: I wonder what that is. They ran dart again there. It looks like read option, but it's set up for an inside trap for him all the way.
1: This might be illegal defense again. You can't play goal line. Yep. They knew what was coming. They were trying to jam things up the middle. And so they'll decline the penalty. It'll be first down and 10 north at the south, 38-yard line, 36 seconds to go. The north has all of their timeouts remaining, and the clock running. They're losing some time here. Yeah, they're yelling, field goal, be ready. Here's the snap, Kowalski, he's looking deep, looking deep. He'll throw it for his ex-teammate, complete at the 10, into the hands of Tucker, makes a man miss it, into the end zone for a 38-yard, no touchdown. Wow, your offensive MVP is Bellevue West,
4: Doug. Unbelievable. And he held that ball the right amount of time on that smash route. That's a smash concept there, where in cover two you sit the outside receiver down, run the outside or the inside receiver on the smash behind. You have to let that route clear. Most high school guys don't. He's patient enough there. And look at there.
1: Now Jake Boss, who has a field goal and an extra point, tries to add on here. That's a backbreaker for the South. It's well, a true backbreaker. You had to know what was coming. Low snap. They do get it down. The kick is away, and Boss nails it with 17 seconds to go here. in The first half of play, it's now the North 17 of the South Nothing. You're listening to the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl here on Classic Kids.
5: People you know. Community people. People you know. Community people.
8: Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know.
9: Community people you know.
11: At the Aurora Cooperative, we're continually driven by what's next in agriculture. So we're dedicated to being your first resource for world-class agronomy, grain storage and marketing, high-performance feeds, and energy. Driven by our vision to be financially strong, innovative, independent, locally owned. You're driven by the opportunities that exist. We're driven to help you make the most of them. Now, and for the next generation. The Aurora Cooperative. Growing opportunities.
1: You're listening to the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl on KKPR FM. Carney, Aurora, and Gibbon in the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Boss to kick it away here. And they'll let it go, so we'll see if the South does anything but kneel on it with 17 seconds to go here in the first half. And here comes Ozzy Rodriguez onto the field. Again, sometimes, and we apologize, in a game like this, you want to get all the local kids mentioned. When they do it on the line, it's not standout issues much unless they blow a play up. South probably just going to kneel on it here, I would expect.
4: I would think Mark would, that's, I mean, of course. That's not Mark's
1: status, but you sure don't want it to be 24 right. nothing. But
4: sexy, he may not make that decision. That may be sex. And I see Coach Kieser heading down. Uh, no, he's asking a question. I thought maybe he was heading in, which was going to tell us that they were going to kneel
1: on it. They're an ace. Would we'll have time for maybe three plays. And Ander Jask is going to keep it. Up to the 25, the 26, and no indication of a timeout. So that's going to be an Ander Jaskett. Picks up six, and we are at halftime of the Shrine. Well, now they do call a timeout for one last play. So they call a timeout with three seconds to go. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll give you some first-half stats. We'll talk with Stu Hospital of the Omaha World Helm. We give you an update on Nebraska baseball. Again, the Huskers just can't get anything going offensively. Western Carolina 2, Nebraska 1 in the eighth. And what's been a real long game, and without the, in front of me, they may have had some weather down there in a couple of different situations today. With this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank, we'll just go ahead and keep it here. They're going to reset it with 8 seconds to go, which is a weird spot. So either you didn't get the timeout called or... You were trying to get it down to the last play. Eight seconds, you got to run something quick to get a second one. And really, the point of running anything quick when you're 70 yards away from the end zone is moot. So we'll see what the South decides to do. And I would assume if you wanted to chuck it down the field, Cromer would be your quarterback. But Ander Jaska is in and picked up six on that last play. So they can run it again and take a quick timeout, or will they just chuck it as far and hope for a penalty or a big play? Let's find out. They only have two wideouts in the set, and it'll be Andrew Chaska handing it off on the inside. Running around the left end is going to be Gage Orton. He'll get to the 41. They might have got another timeout for a first down. It's enough for a first down to stop the clock with one second to go, and then I think the South will get a, a timeout. So... We will have one more play, and there is another penalty flag on the field. Leave him alone. So a five-yard penalty on the offense. So that nice run by Gage Orton will be negated. Again, the wind kicking up here again as we head into halftime. It had at least settled down a little bit to about 15, but it's been 25 to 30 for most of the football game, and it has not affected the North because their first touchdown drive was right into the teeth of it. But ever since then, it's really affected or helped both teams. And so now the penalty will move all the way back inside the 20-yard line, or about the 21, one second to go here for the South to run a play.
4: Nine yards to go. I'm surprised they're trying to throw the – I mean – Calling
1: timeout, you're trying to set something up, but run and toss. So, last play 79 yards away from the end zone. Ander Jaska takes the snap. He'll hand it off to Orton over the right side. He'll get up to the 26-yard line, and that will bring us to halftime. So getting some kids, some carries here. And, again, that's one thing about an all-star game. The more plays you can run, the more opportunities there are for all the gentlemen. And it's the North, 17 to South, nothing here in the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl at halftime. Doug Dittle, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Jeff Ekstrom. We'll be back with more coming up right after this.
13: Five Points Bank.
3: Founded in 1954, Burger King is the second largest fast food hamburger chain in the world, the original home of the Whopper. Our commitment to premium ingredients, signature recipes, and family-friendly dining experiences is what has defined our brand for more than 50 successful years. Best of luck, athletes from Burger King.
12: Good luck, Phillies, from George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Phillies from Georgia's Aerial Spring in Sutton.
1: Welcome back to the University of Nebraska at Kearney's Foster Field on this Saturday, June 4th for the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl All-Star Football Game. Our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation. Your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. At the half, it is the North 17 and the South nothing. The North managing 182 yards of offense, scoring on their opening drive. And there was 17 seconds to go here before halftime. The South is averaging two yards per play, 19 plays, 38 yards, and we'll get into more of that in just a little bit. Coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks, we've got more action for you. Lots of all-star things going on. The Shrine All-Star Soccer Classic is going on. The Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association All-Star Wrestling Duels at Grand Island Senior High next week. Two weeks from today, we'll bring you the uh, annual Sertoma 8-Man All-Star High School football game from Hastings, where a handful of these Shriners will be playing in that as well. But today it's the uh, 58th Annual Shrine Bowl here at UNK, North 17, and the South nothing. And before we bring in Stu Pospisil, Larry, just a quick evaluation of what we saw. We talked about the North in the pregame being big up front, and uh, they have given Jaden Kowalski plenty of time out there. Yeah, I think so far from the North's perspective offensively, it's exactly
4: what we thought that it would be They're just big. They've got two guys that can really spin it, so they're going to be able to, with these rules, going to be able to run all those two, three hitches and stuff like that, and they're going to be able to run it. The thing that's been a little bit surprising is just how much more athletic the north is than the south. The south's offense has been anemic, clearly, and I think a big piece of that has just been how incredibly athletic – uh,
1: the North defense has been. Well, let's bring in the press sports editor of the Omaha World Health, Stu Pospisil, here at halftime. Hello, Stuart. Hello, guys. What do you think of this first half so far?
15: Thank God for Kowalski and uh, Ducker being here. We'd be watching
1: a punning exhibition. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I've been equally uh, impressed with Ducker. I mean, Kowalski gets the job done, but Ducker's made a couple of outstanding catches. He's even come in and played a little bit on uh, defense when the South has went deep. He's made a couple of uh, nice plays out there. And then a couple of our area kids, you just don't know. Let's face it, we're all this way. Can the C or D kid compete at the class a level and we have seen creighton hammock of carney catholic for the south defense make a ton of tackles we've seen holcomb from centura for the north defense make some nice plays we saw uh the sutton kid Garrett clark make a nice tackle behind the line of scrimmage um ellsworth maybe isn't getting the success offensively for the north but a few of those guys uh have stepped up uh, from the non-class a level and made some plays here
15: holcomb especially i've I've known he's been a good athlete. First chance to see him in, in person. And, uh, yeah, he, he he showed well first half. Um, Ellsworth, I, it, it's hard to find a rhythm and find favorite guys to go to in only 10, well, I guess it's eight days of practice. They, they continue to shorten this. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just when you've got a pitch-catch combination the way that you have with, with the Bellevue West duel, you better use it to your advantage and, and – uh, Chad Fox and his staff with the North has certainly done that.
1: Noah Fant, they're trying to get him involved out there. Everybody wants to see him, but that just hasn't worked yet.
15: You know, it, I, I, as I was writing on my stuff this week, I, I was afraid. You've, you've got Alec Cromer, who is going to go punt in college. He, I don't see him being a, a quarterback. Uh, Logan Jaska good athlete. He's coming here as a receiver. So... While they had some success passing in high school, it wasn't constant. Uh, you know, I mean, it was situational for them. And the South just is trying to dial things up, trying to try and find something that's going to go. And when they get their longest gain of the day, we get another illegal formation penalty. My goodness i mean the nba when they were calling illegal <laughs> formations never had
1: this many called in a game it, it, it is frustrating and, and hopefully whatever the situation is we get figured out here uh, for the second half so that uh we don't have as much laundry out there i told larry as we talked about it i said i think the south got the football first and had the wind at their back and moved down the football field uh it, they just have not had an opportunity to uh explore what they want to explore when you're only getting 19 plays to twice as many for the north the north was well, able to well, settle in convert three big third downs on that opening drive yeah
15: exactly and that was going into the wind you know so you you get that momentum you, you you've got that uh, that rhythm going and the the south tries to come back down with the wind and they they don't make a connection there don't get a first down i mean it took them until the second quarter to get a first down and they had the win to start.
1: You try to get everybody some playing time as well, and it looked like both teams, I mean, it's easy to see the quarterback or the running back trot in and off, or in and out, but it looks like both coaches here in the first half have done a good job of that. Maybe that changes a little bit uh, in the second half, and they really stick with their men.
15: You know, it, it'll be situational again. You know, we're at the point where North scores again, and, and the South's going to start getting kickoffs over. You know, we saw it last year where the, I think it was the South went up thirty-one-six at the half, and they barely saw the ball second half because every time the the North scored, they got the ball back, which is another kind of fallacy in this game. I mean, it's it's an exhibition. Let's be honest. It's
1: it's tough. You want to make it competitive, and Stu's referring to if the game has a too much of a lead, it's ten points. Or, it's
15: ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Or,
1: if, you have, if you're down that many and you score, you get the ball back, which is, is great from trying to keep it competitive, but it really stinks if you're an offensive player on the other side of the football. So as Stu said, you're trying to find a, a happy medium here with the uh, 58th annual uh, Shrine Bowl, which is obviously Stu went through. A lot of changes for a lot of different reasons over the last 10 years. And it may not be exactly what it was 10 years ago, but we are getting a few of the kids like in Noah and We don't have Ben Stilley coming in, so we're seeing a few of them. They've moved it up to early June to try and alleviate that. They've shortened the camp time uh, this year. They didn't go to the Shriners Hospital, which when you when you find out why, it made all the sense in the world. Uh, but there's definitely been a lot well, of they're changes. They're also going to
15: be saving about $44,000 hopefully is going to be going to their, their causes. You know, it, um, you know, I, I just think that hospital trip it was part of the whole experience. And well, it was better for us on, on Tuesday, I, I'm not, I, I hope the kids get, the, and, and they don't have any reference point, which, which is good. I mean, it's not like you've gone to the hospital and then you've been back and you, you the kids came to you. I mean, you know, for some of those kids, in the past, that was her first airplane trip.
4: The one thing that I'll say is there was a good reference point I felt this year, and it was with Jeff Keeser, who is an assistant coach on the South roster. He was a Shrine Bowl player for Uh-oh. St. Paul. And so in 1998, when he played in the Shrine Bowl, he took the trip uh, to Chicago. He said that Tuesday was more impactful for him by 100 miles uh, the net trip was in 1998 because it was fun to get on an airplane mm-hmm. but what it really told them about what it meant to be a Shriner kid what it really meant for strong legs to run so weak legs could walk was very impactful he he talked about there being a real difference and I can tell you the kids that, that I uh, visited with talked about how um, uh, emotional it was and that just the individual stories that they came away from with this Tuesday where I can say in talking to kids in previous years that wasn't the case because they weren't seeing kids. Uh-huh. It was an airplane trip uh-huh.
1: versus what this game really is meant to be. Yeah, Dave McDonald, uh, the executive director, said last year the two trips, they saw six kids, and it's the world we live in. Yeah. The kids want to, the young kids, the Shriner kids want to see the football players, but because of HIPAA laws and all those things that uh-huh. we have now, the world is just a different yeah. place. So you got to see 40-some uh, instead of six, uh, let's let let's get a couple comments outside of the Shrine Bowl, Stu. It's all-star season. We've got all-star wrestling next week. We've got the Shrine Soccer Classic. We've got the eight-man game. There's a, his young man, Holcomb, goes to Grand Island to play in an all-star basketball game tonight. We've, tonight. we've always seen there was a bunch of them this last weekend. Everybody likes to see the kids play. It's golf season, yeah. Where, where's the cutoff point?
15: It's golf season for me, and I won't be doing another all-star game until the coaches' association games in uh, middle of July. You know, I again, maybe I'm just becoming a curmudgeon. <laughs> but oh, I, you've been negative forever. I have. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I remember Ed Thompson telling the, the Cambridge, "Yep, great from 20 years ago." Back then, he played in seven all star games in one summer. You know, so you're getting a t shirt every week.
1: Stu, let's uh, talk about the upcoming high school football season. We have uh, the new schedules and all that go along with that. Anything new when we get into August uh, and September that fans will notice it's different outside of the, the numbers and, and the playoffs at the end of the year?
15: Right, well, you're going to notice that there continues to be fewer and fewer teams in 11 man football, and your, your travel distances are gained greater in C one and C two because you're you're continuing to lose schools to eight man and six man and the, the state's still trying to figure out what to do with football across the board. And the proposals failed to take the eight man number up again. So
4: it will be interesting to see, you know, our schedule we get we're at Centura, we get Kimball, Hershey,
15: Baird. You know
4: well, we can avoid
15: <laughs> Because yeah. they have those schools have to come to yeah, play here right. you know, because there's, there's nobody right. out and that—that's part of the fallacy about having additional classifications, but, which has been talked about in these classification meetings. Some people want to add a fifth class of 11-man football, and others are saying, "Wait a minute, you're losing schools every cycle to be between participation and enrollment down to eight man. You—you just can't. You can't add. In fact, maybe we bear bear off with a combined C where those Western schools can play each other. And, but I thought when you look at some of the differences, I
4: think moving, you know, even a sense away from the enrollment thing, which we know will fight forever. But when you look at the schedule, Beatrice, they dodge Scott and uh, Elkhorn South, who's been on that schedule forever. They're going to get a new coach. Uh-huh. Boy, that makes it feel better. Sexton got that thing. And went, you got to be kidding me. We'll have to play either one of them. So even on the eastern
15: end of the state, Beatrice is very forgiving this yeah, year. And they're going to for- be good. Well, they, they're going to break in a new quarterback, obviously, with Alec uh, graduating. But you got Cam Juergens, who's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he's become a man, if he wasn't last year, with what he did at State throwing the discus, uh, you know, moving on to the all-time chart there after going on the shot put chart. I mean, this is a guy, in two years, we could see a 225-foot discus mark.
9: And It'll that, be hard I, to that find would a blow spot away. I mean, he's that. already so far yeah. ahead of where
15: uh Larry Station was as a, and Cobes is as a sophomore. If he continues just to develop and get a little bigger, a little stronger each year with his mom, the former Beth Stewart from Holdridge being his coach, she knows how to throw the discus a little <laughs> bit.
1: Let's wrap it up with this Stu possible so Omaha world, Harold. Give us give us a little bit of uh, high school football for this fall. The players to watch, the incoming seniors are going to be who?
15: Oh boy. i Jalen Bradley from, from uh Bellevue West is, is going to help keep uh, Bellevue West up there. Omaha North's gonna be very good. North and Miller North open the season on a Thursday night. Quite possibly they're gonna be one and two in, in my preseason rankings. Miller North defending champion. They've they've got uh, guys like Dylan Price who scored twenty touchdowns last year. Dylan Elwood's gonna take over Ethan Morrison at quarterback. Um, you know great Grand Island's going to, has lost some from last year, but you know, Jeff Tomlin continues to churn teams out every year. I am thinking that Brandon Cool's hoping that uh, you know, his schedule and he can have another successful year. Um, you know, I, I think it's gonna be a good year. It, you know, you always think that in July and August and you you hope it's still that way come
1: November. He's the Prep Sports Editor of the Omaha World Herald. We always enjoy talking to Stu Pospisil. And, Stu, uh, remember, if you lose an Omaha World Herald ball, someone will find it.
15: Oh, I lose plenty. It's (laughs) like Easter eggs. Good luck
1: this summer, buddy. Have fun. Thanks. Stu Pospisil joins us here from the Omaha World Herald. We are at halftime of the Shrine Bowl, North 17, South nothing. We'll look at the numbers right after this.
0: No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're
3: connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Coddell.
1: You're listening to the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska-Carney. We are the difference makers call to schedule a campus visit today. And, of course, we are at Foster Field for the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl, the North 17, and the South nothing. Let's take a look at a few of the statistics right now. The South has rushed for 30 yards, the North for 36, the South has thrown for 8 yards. The North for 146. The total yards. The North 182 to the South 38. Nine first downs to 133 offensive plays run by the North. 19 have been run by the South. The South is 1 of 5. The only reception the South has is Carney High's Alex Harris for eight yards. A quarterback Logan Andriaskas six carries for 17 yards on the North side. Jaden Kowalski uh, has thrown the ball very well in this contest. He's 10 of 13 for 141 yards and a touchdown. Christian Ellsworth is 2 of 3. Alec Cromer of Beatrice uh, has done all the passing so far for the South. Receiving Tristan Dunker, who right now is my MVP. Eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown in the contest. Jayden Kowalski, not only has he thrown for 141, he's rushed for 36. It's going to come down to those two guys, I would assume, for uh, offensive MVP. And we don't have all the defensive numbers sitting in front of us uh, as normal right now, but We can tell you that. Uh, as we talked about with Stu, Creighton Hammock of Carney Catholic, Travis Holcomb of uh, Centura. Uh, the two different teams have really uh, made an impact here early on. Uh, there's some other guys from the Metro that have done their Class A job out there as well. The scoring summary, the North received the ball going into this 25 to 30 mile an hour wind at their own 26. They marched at 74 yards on a two-yard touchdown run. Jaden Kowalski took it in. Jake Boss of Columbus SCOTUS added the extra point to make it 7 0 on a drive that took eight minutes to go 76 yards. Then a fake putt by the North. Uh, They would have uh, converted it on their next series, but it was uh, canceled and uh, ran off by a penalty. Then on the first play of the fourth, of the second quarter, the South going for it. Fourth and one at their own 41 was stopped and that led to a 31-yard field goal from Columbus Scotus' Jake Boss at the 10-50 mark of the second quarter. 10-0 and then we went back and forth with quite a few punts there for the next 10 and a half minutes but a 38-yard touchdown pass from Jaden Kowalski to Tristan Ducker with 17 seconds to go in the half has made a huge difference here. 10-0, that's that's a ball game. 17-0, the South is going to need a lot of work, Boss, out of the kick and that is your score here at the half. The North 17 and the South nothing. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it offensively. It's been the Bellevue
4: West. Yeah, let's just hope that this is the best game Jaden Kowalski ever plays on this field. Because, as you know, he's going to make several trips here as he goes to Northwest Missouri State. He's going to come back here and play again. You know, the rich get richer. Uh, but he's just played phenomenally well, um, and he's moved the ball and defensively, you know, I'm sure if we were to see a tackle sheet, maybe there's some of those. You don't know how they get awarded inside. But those two local kids have made the most impactful defensive plays so far in Travis Holcomb from Centura and Creighton Hammock of Carney Catholic. Uh, there's no doubt that just from a pure defensive standpoint, they've had the biggest impact for each one of their respective teams Holcomb's came up and made some monster tackles that would have gone for big, big money. And Hammock, we know, has done the same. And Holcomb's had the job of having to deal with Noah Fant. Uh, That will never show up in the stat sheet as anything positive for Holcomb. But (laughs) at least through the first half, what does show up is the fact that Noah Fant, as you stated off the air, if he decides to take this game over, he's probably the
1: best kid in this game. Uh, And he doesn't have a catch to this point. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report for quality dependable trash hauling service for your farm home or business. Contact the professionals at Ravetta Sanitation. But it's seventeen to South, nothing in the
3: second half. Gets underway in just a few moments. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Carney: the Ortho Clinic at the Carney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center.
7: First State Bank in Loomis, Bertrand, and Alma thanks you for your business and welcomes you to this sports broadcast. First State Bank is your full-service hometown bank and invites you to stop in and see them for all your banking. From commercial to personal, First State Bank in Bertrand has everything you need to keep your farm, home, and business running. First State Bank in Loomis, Bertrand, and Alma. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Very proud to sponsor this high school sports broadcast.
1: Thank you to Larry Baker now with some defensive stats as we The two men that we were talking about lead the way on the South. Creighton Hammock of Kearney Catholic has four solo tackles, two assisted tackles, six total tackles, and one tackle for loss for the South team. Also, Sam Christensen of Bruning-Davenport has four tackles. And then you have Barrett McDonald of Millard South, Brian Mujia, who uh, comes to us from Omaha, Brian. Uh, Hunter Fisher from Hastings, St. Cecilia, Joe Schlager McCook, they all have three tackles. Travis Holcomb of Centura leads the North with four tackles. And remember, they've only ran 19 plays, so that's uh, a fifth of them almost uh, that he is in for. And he also has a tackle for loss. And then you have three other players for the North uh, that have a couple of tackles, including Shane Henderson of Elkhorn South, Chandler Waugh of Omaha Burke, and Brody Bach of Millard North. so We'll uh, let you know who the players of the game at the end of the contest. Last year's players of the game, Connor Young of Cozen, Colton Suss of McCook, were honored here at halftime today. Of course, last year's game cut short in the fourth quarter because of weather. Baseball right now is being delayed because of weather. Lightning, uh, Western Carolina, has a 2-1 lead over the Huskers in the eighth. That's good. The Huskers are
4: manufacturing some offense the old school way. They're trying to build it in this delay.
1: (laughs) Well, The South will get it first. They will go into the wind. North's Jake Boss to boot it away, and we are underway in the second half of the Shrine Bowl. It will be taken at the goal line. Up the right side, 10, 15, twenty, 20, 25. He'll slide out to the 29-yard line. Aurora's Todd Honus will get to the 30, and that's where the South will take over. Can the South do what the North did to start the game, and that is march into the wind and put some points on the board? They just need some points on the board here to get going.
4: You know, Doug, and we haven't been able to talk about him because he hasn't caught anything yet, but Todd Honus, what a tremendous career he had for the Aurora Huskies, and oh, maybe what might have been, had he been healthy in that state championship game, we know they were hobbled, uh, and they just weren't able to get uh, enough going uh, without him being 100%, but uh, tremendous career
1: coaches and players talking about what a route runner he was in the first play of the second half will be a run over the left side dancing across the 35 and out near the first down marker to the 40 yard line will be Tristan Fairchild out of Papillion La Vista South and if I'm not mistaken that is going to be the biggest offensive play of the game nine doubt. and a half yards for the South yeah there they go run it again that's all you got to say run it again And then you say, right after that, you say, again. And again, Jaska, who's starting, uh, having trouble getting the play signaled in here. And they're not even getting the play until 10. They're going to have to hustle to the line. It looks like it's pretty simple, though.
4: Well, there should be no problem with that. It's being done in the headset.
1: Yeah, we didn't talk too much about that. Andrew Jaska will keep it off the right side, have the first down, find a hole across the 45 to 46. He's still on his feet to the 48 before he's gang-tackled for a first down. That's a big gain on the play of about 10 yards for Logan Anderjaska. And, again, the, it was said that this is the first non-NFL game anywhere that has the coach and quarterback helmet. You know how they can talk to him in the pros and just relay plays. They do have the microphone in the quarterback's helmets here today. They practiced with them all week. Christian Ellsworth telling us how cool that was from Northwest. Yeah, he
4: also said when you do it wrong, you find out way quicker. (laughs)
1: First down and 10, Andrew Chaskin gives it to Fairchild. He's bounced outside, not much there. He's going to be tripped up at the line of scrimmage, maybe fall forward for a yard. It looked like Tanner Mayo of Elkhorn South was the man that got the tackle. One of the thing I'm seeing right now, Doug, on this north side,
4: and you're seeing it, especially those DBs, they're not flying up. They're really playing being safeties in a sense. Not a good idea. You got to this spot because you were more athletic and more aggressive
1: Don't stop being that. Gain of one. Second down and nine at their own 49-yard line. They go bubble left, single man out wide to the right. Out of the shotgun, Ander Jaska. He's going to go quarterback read. Right side, big hole into the North Territory. 45, first down to the 42-yard line, a gain of nine. Okay, they're just spreading them out, and it's all inside run here, Doug. Steen in on the tackle. And first down and 10 for... The South team. Yeah, Billstein and Holcomb, they're just not quite as aggressive as they were, Doug. Ander Jaskin with the nine-yard run. This is the first time the South has been in North Territory in the football game. Opening series of the second half. Yeah, this offense fits him better. Uh, I can tell you that. Bubble left again. Single man right side, man-on-man coverage there. Ander Jaska this time will head it off. Fairchild looks to get outside. Penalty flag comes down, and he is dropped by Holcomb at the 38-yard line. That's one-on-one open field work there. And if you know that my broadcast partner is Larry Baker today, if you know Larry, you know he's the Centura football coach. I want to say right here, right now, in no way are we blowing up Centura's Travis Holcomb because Larry Baker is sitting here. This young man is playing a very good football game and the penalty is on the south offense yeah that it's i holcomb is
4: tremendous football player he's put the work in he's fast yeah it's a hold which will erase another tackle for loss for holcomb but no see what what you just saw there though doug that's what Holcomb and Bilstein, they need to play like that. Those first couple plays of the half here, they laid back. They've got to get aggressive and get downhill. Both those two kids are as good of safeties as you're ever going to find. They need to continue with that.
1: South center, Jack Model of Millard West. The ball blew away, so he just picked it up and put it right back. <laughs> the officials say, well, that's not how it works. So here we go. First and 17 after the holding call at the North 49. Ander Jaska fakes the uh, pass. Now he's going to go quarterback draw. Makes the first man miss, but it's all blue jerseys. And, again, a dual tackle up there. Let's give credit to uh, Tanner Mayo. And then it was also Chandler Waugh of Omaha Burke. Yeah, Doug, and if you remember that state championship game
4: with Aurora, Tanner Mayo was all over the field that night as well. He did a great
1: job there. It's a gain of one. It'll bring up second down and 18. Harris will come out of the ball game as a south wide receiver. Noah Fant now lining up as the right tight end. J.J. Schultz of York, the wide right Wide receiver Todd Honus is on the short side. They've got man-on-man man down here on Honus. On second and 18, under center out of the I formation. Andrew Jaska, quarterback, curl right side. There's nowhere to go, so the North has figured it out. He'll get about a yard and a half, but it's going to be third and long, third and about
4: 14-15. They've moved away from some of the uh, Gibbon offense here a little bit. Those are some different things that uh, uh, Gibbon brings to the table. So
1: they're really hunting and searching here. And he mentions Gibbon's offense. Mark McLaughlin, assistant coach of the South, head coach at Gibbon. Uh, calling offense, Jeff Keyser over there from Omaha. Brian has the headset on as well, and I'm sure the coaches had a discussion at halftime of what they wanted to do here, but now four wide, including Fant in the slot right, third and 14 at the North, 46 south down, 17-0, seven and a half to go third quarter, and Cromer is in as the quarterback, so he's the thrower of the two. Has time for once, but can't get rid of it Cromer just has had trouble pulling the trigger. He'll get back to about the line of scrimmage and knock down. A lot of great coverage sacks out there. But there's Noah Fant, 15 yards behind everybody. If he ran to the end zone, it would have been tough to throw it 50 yards yeah, into this one. What I will say
4: is, is both DBs came off of him once it became a running play, so it looked more open. They were running with him, but he had inside leverage. Had Cromer had a chance to spin it to him, I think there would have, uh, have been a shot there.
1: the South has got to find some intermediate passing routes or they are not going to get on the board here today. And that's unfortunate as always. So, punting situation for Cromer. Good blocking this time. Good punt up into that wind. And they're going to let it bounce at about the 16. Let's see how much of a roll. And then picking it out of the air is going to be Ducker. He's going to get a couple. But what he did after letting one bounce by him earlier, says that bounced straight up in the air. I'm going to grab it. That punt was about 28 yards dead into the wind and a couple of yards on the return. So the South used a whole lot of time here, five and a half minutes, but they don't come up with anything. And the North was six and a half to go in the third quarter. We'll get the ball for the first time in the second half, up 17 to nothing at their own 19-yard line. Yeah, Ducker's going to go to South Dakota, and I, I would say he'll probably have a
4: pretty good career. You know, I was just thinking, Doug, uh, if you're Coach Lambertson and you're trying to rebuild something, this would be a nice Saturday afternoon for you, wouldn't it? Sit here and watch how many, you know, you've got a bunch of Lopes show out here playing in this
1: thing today, and uh, many of them playing fairly well. Our officials today, as we said, Tim Higgins of Grand Island, the referee umpire is Kevin Cavarzaghi and I hope I didn't too butcher that for Papillion. Larry Backus of Lincoln, the Lionsman, the Lion judge Chad Sabatka of Lincoln, and Dustin Sternberg of Hastings is the back judge. There was another illegal defense on the north on that punt, so they backed him up five yards and they'll start at the 16 yard line. And Christian Ellsworth will get the first chance here at quarterback in the second half. And Ellsworth on the read, he'll hand it off around the left side. There's running room 20, 25, 30, 40. It's a sprint down the left sideline, being pushed but not going out of bounds at the 30. Down to the 20 yard line, finally forced out of bounds. Sean Lambert of Fremont, and that, folks, is 65 yards of ground game, the longest run by far of the day. Man, he
4: stuck his foot in the ground once he got outside the numbers, Doug, and you could just see the afterburner start to glow. Away he went. Unbelievable.
1: I was right it was 65. You're so amazing. <laughs> first and you could do that yeah. from the back of a pickup. Oh wait, you have. Yeah. Uh, first and 10 at the 19 as the North is in the red zone with a chance to probably put it away here. With 6:12 to go in the third quarter, Ellsworth, high snap. He's going to keep it himself, and not much there. This is not his style. Now, all I'm telling you right now is there's a whole big set of coaches at the University of
4: Northern Iowa that would love it if he never ran that play again because it doesn't fit his style. He's long, and he just looks like he could get busted. I mean, he's a hardy kid, but
1: it looks like he could get busted in pieces there. Elijah Wilson of Omaha Central, Matt McBride of McCook. Among those in on the tackle, no gain. Second down and 10. And the north will split Alec Redwine wide left. Let's see if we get a Grant Island connection. Down right is Grant Martin. Send in motion again. They'll hand it off to Jake Boss. He'll bust through a couple of men. 15, 13, and give him maybe the 12-yard line. A gain a 7. It'll be third down and 2. Jake Boss. What a kid. You know, what a, a kid. Tough end
4: the success he's had. You know, it would be nice to see Chris, Christian Ellsworth find the end zone here, Doug. Uh, as you know, he's dedicated today's game to his uh, late friend Nick Galvin. We know uh, who passed away this year, Islander football player. Um, he's wearing a bracelet today, uh, as he says he will for every game he plays for the rest of his career
1: with Nick's number. High on. snap goes over Ellsworth's head. He gets a good bounce, but all he can do is eat it back here at the 21-yard line. Everyone's in there for the South, including Lewis Gray of Norris and also Mujia of Omaha, Brian. So now a field goal situation again for the North. Yeah, here comes Boss. This will be a 38-yard attempt with the wind at his back, so as long as everything is smooth, this won't be a problem for Jake. He hit a 31-yarder earlier in the game. 4.29 to go and counting here in the third quarter. North 17, south nothing in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl. Ball will be on the left hash for the right-footed kicker. And a little bottle on the snap, but it's down. Boss with a good kick, and it is good. It'll officially go as a 38-yard field goal with 4.12 to go. In the third quarter of play, it is the North 20, the South Nothing. You're listening to the Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
9: B&B Carpet. Shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at BB the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to BB Carpet and Doniflan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go.
3: Agricultural Services Incorporated provides proven tools and services to determine your field's needs. Services include soil sampling, gathering information, field tracking, equipment rental, service and sales, precision custom application of liquid and granular chemicals with experienced personnel, all combined to help you see better yields. You start with the seed and then it's a never-ending job. Get help in the field from Agricultural Services Incorporated in Bolus, Caro, and Wood River. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker, back with you here at
1: UNK's Foster Field. At the north, as they get ready to boot it away, it does finally blow off the tee. That wasn't the wind. That ball didn't want to get kicked by Jake Boss again. <laughs> that ball dove on the ground as fast as it could. Well, that gives us time to bring you more bad news. Um, They're playing again out at the NCAA Baseball Regional, and Western Carolina now leads Nebraska 4-1 in the top of the eighth. They've just scored two runs. Uh, And Chad Linsman is going to come in to pitch for Chestnut, who has struggled at the end of the season for Jeff Chestnut. So now holding the ball for the North, Sean Lambert. Hopefully Boss doesn't kick his hand. And he does, not he kicks that ball into the end zone. And they'll just let it fly over the hand ahead of Honus. And it'll be first down and 10 here for the South. You got to hope the South gets something going here. Uh, They got a little something going on the first series, but couldn't pick up any points. They did put some offense on the board. They at least moved it about 38 yards last time that they had the football. You know, the thing that I've seen the most, Doug, is we've talked about how athletic the North is.
4: The South is athletic. Don't get me wrong. There's just been so much energy on the North side. I mean, when the long run got broke, they were running down the sidelines. I mean, there has just been a tremendous amount of energy on the North, and we just haven't seen that with the guys in white. So, Logan
1: Anderjaskin will take over at quarterback again. Trips to the right side. And he wants to run it to the right side, 20, 25. They're getting a little bit of running room over there, a gain of seven. Well carry, but yeah, Hol- Holcomb does a good job there. Uh,
4: there. There wasn't any other help. A lot of times you like to be able to see that
1: get strung out just a little bit. Holcomb does get the tackle, leading tackler on the north squad right now. And again, now we get the special rule. If the South would happen to score here, they would get the ball right back because of the deficit in this game. 20 to nothing with 340 to go in the third quarter. Splitting out wide to the right will be Todd Horace. Out wide to the left is J.J. Schultz. Out of an eye formation, Ander Jaskin. Under center this time. Runs into his fullback. Breaks the play, so he just decides to try and tuck it up and run. And got about what he needed to across the 30. This should be enough for the first down. Yeah, and or Jessica, this—it was a little bit of a
4: surprise to me that he didn't start. That Cromer started, not that Cromer's not a good quarterback, but this offense fits him. And if you saw any Bellevue or excuse me, Millard West film this year, Doug, this was the kind of type of thing he did. It was a lot of GT power downhill football uh, with some read option stuff in there, and it had a fair amount of him running
1: the ball in it. It is enough for a first down, first and ten for the South at their own thirty-one yard line again the wind is stiff into their face here's an option toss on the inside end around or as we would call it the sweep of this day and age but it doesn't go anywhere across the 32 alex harris kind of high pitch and just kept it in stride but didn't get much maybe a
4: yard yeah it's just outside zone gaining a man out there and the alley play is just so strong uh, there, You know, Holcomb came flying up there like he has missed it that time, but there was somebody right behind him to make the tackle. The alley play's been too good. That's just straight outside stretch, and uh, they're not able to get to
1: the, the – there's no crease inside, so it's being forced out, and the alley play's too good. Second down and nine. Lone back, double tight end set this time. Andrew Jeska with two wide outs. He'll fake the handoff, roll right. He wants to run the football. Holcomb cuts him up inside. He'll get it to the 40-41 yard line before Wa trips him up again. Now, I will say that's Holcomb's job there is to get it turned back inside, but you
4: have to make that tackle. Uh, right there. I mean, there's there's a first down that shouldn't have happened. That's
1: Andrew with a nice move. I mean, he, great you, move. Can, you finally see what happens when you can get him out in a little bit of space yeah. here.
4: And he's unbelievable, Doug, uh, all year. I mean, they were the number one team in the state. They absolutely destroyed Millard North by about 40 points when they played him in the regular season and then
1: lose to him uh, in the state semis. First down and ten with a nice spot at the 41. This time, they will hand it off to Fairchild. Fairchild bounces off one man, bounces off another, sticks the ball forward to the 45-yard line, a gain of three and a half, and it'll be second down with the clock continuing to run. A minute, 30 to go, third quarter, north, 20, south, nothing in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl. This
4: has been all north, Doug, but because of the rules. If they can stick one in here, and then maybe come up with a big play, all of a sudden, it's 14 to 20.
1: But they need to have a play. Yeah, you're right. They need to have a play before they can have a couple of big plays. And now, late getting out of the huddle. we have an equipment or are we going to call a timeout here? Not sure anybody knows. Get a big thank you to our many fine sponsors who allow us to bring you high school sporting events throughout the year. Two weeks from today, the Sertoma eight-man all-star football game. From Hastings. Fifteen
9: seconds on the play clock, please. Fifteen seconds.
1: So we had a little problem with the play clock. They'll reset it, and when we get things going, second down and seven yards to go for the South at their own forty-four yard line, trailing twenty to nothing, trying to get on the board here. Todd Not Otis out here, man-to-man coverage out deep on the right, or left side. Will they at least get him the ball? Looking to go to FANT down the middle for FANT, well underthrown, picked off. Billstein, West Holt, another C two kid. Riley Billstein from West Holt picks it off at the 31 yard line. FANT just kept running to the ball into that wind. Uh, it was Miscommunication because FANT wasn't setting down where the ball was thrown, and it was still underthrown. Yeah, he just completed it. They tried to get him in the seam,
4: and Billstein's too good for that. One of the best option quarterbacks you've ever seen. He ran the Veer as good as anybody's ever run it in high school, Doug. Ungodly numbers. We went up there this year, and we were ahead 14 to 13, and he got three straight possessions,
1: game over, <laughs> all inside Veer touchdown. And now, Kowalski back in it, quarterback for the north. He'll come off left side, get a couple three yards. tackle made by Jack Conley of Omaha Westside. Tackle
2: made number 43, Jack Conley.
1: And we'll have one more play here probably before the end of the third quarter. What this allows the North to do is really run some time yeah. now. Get to the offense, get to have a few more snaps here for the offense because the rest of the game, if the South is scoring, they just get to keep the football. I'd like to see Tavlin Hunt get, get in the open field here. And he is in as the back, four wide outs. Little screen pass out here, completed in the hands of Alec Redwine at Grand Island. Makes a man miss ball, gets popped up, but he's able to grab it before it gets away from him at the 37-yard line. Nice job. Uh, That was swarm tackling over there. Let's give you all of them. Joe Schlager, Monte McGarry, uh, Sam Christensen, Jack Conley were all there again. And that will be the final play of the quarter. A third down and six will be coming up for the North at their own 37. But they lead it here, 20 to nothing over the South in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits and PlantRiverPreps.com.
14: Hi, I'm Dana Grease, your pharmacist at Sutton Pharmacy. We've been your full service neighborhood pharmacy since 2007. We are committed to working with you and your health care providers to give you the best personalized care. We offer a full line of Good Neighbor Pharmacy products to meet your health care needs. Sutton Pharmacy also offers deliveries to Sutton and Edgar for your convenience. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Sutton Pharmacy.
2: At the Paint and Paper Palace in Sutton, their knowledgeable staff will help you spend your remodeling dollars wisely. The Paint and Paper Palace carries Mohawk flooring and the full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Check their wide selection of window treatments, wall coverings, and flooring options. Located at 234 North Saunders in Sutton, that's the Paint and Paper Palace in Sutton.
1: We head to the fourth quarter, of play, and although the South has been more competitive here in the second half, the North with a field goal from Jake Boss from 38 yards out, picked up the only points in the third quarter, 20 to nothing. And they've got a little something of everything. Uh, the little cheerleaders here, the Shrine Band who performed in pregame and halftime and did an at- outstanding job. And now... With the game not being overly exciting, let's see if we get, uh, as far as 20 to nothing, let's see if we get a couple of nice plays here to keep the crowd energized over the final 12 minutes. Yeah, now they're going
4: to do an in-game interview there with Lambert after his big run.
1: Sean Lambert with a 65-yard run. That looks like yeah four Thor trip down there doing sidelines. What's going on? Definitely What's is. On? Thor spent a little time here at uh, MTV and Kearney before uh, moving on to uh, Lincoln and Omaha. 20 to nothing, North leading the South uh, offensively. The South now with 33 plays for 97 yards. The North 39 plays for 250 yards. Andre Jaska leads the South in rushing. Logan 13 carries for 58 yards. Fairchild seven carries, 21 yards. Alex Harris, the only player, in fact, they called it a pass uh, on that sweep. It went forward, so it's two receptions for nine yards. Those are the only completed passes for the South in the ballgame. For the North, Sean Lambert, four carries, 60 yards. Jaden Kowalski, eight carries, 38 yards. Receiving. Tristan Ducker, eight eight receptions, 100 yards, and one touchdown through the air. Uh, Kowalski, 11 out of 14 for 144 yards. Ellsworth, two of three. On the other side, Andrew Jaska, one of two. Cromer, one of five. And those are your numbers as we get ready for... The fourth quarter, Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here at Foster Field, our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom on KKPR-FM, Carney, Grand Island, Hastings, Aurora, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. The North has it third and six at their own 37 going into the wind here as we start the fourth quarter. Yeah, make no mistake about it. Ducker and Kowalski, they'd love to hook up again, Doug. Kowalski put Ducker in motion. He's going to go quarterback. Keeper up the middle. Big hole. 45 50. Cuts back and cuts right into the tackle at the 40. The 35 will be brought down at the 35. I don't think there was a safety left if Kowalski would have just went dead sprint up the middle, but he saw one man try to juke him, and he makes the tackle. Love the play call. Sam Christensen in on the tackle. Nice run. I think they're trying to decide who's going to be the MVP, Kowalski or Ducker. Well, I think there, I love it. They take
4: and fake the little pitch they've done with Ducker. And the only other play they've run off that is they've given it to Tavlin Hunt right up the middle. Well, they don't do either there, and they trap on the back side for the
1: quarterback. First down and 10 at the 34, of the south. Kowalski back to pass into the wind. Throws it out here for who else? Ducker who makes the catch at the 9. It's first down and goal. Schlanger on the tackle. Thought he was going to be able to jump there, but... A tenth of a second before Schlager made his move. Ducker, like, boxing out on a rebound. He got up there with that ball, hanging to the wind, and it's first and goal. And, boy, Ducker, Kowalski, how can you differentiate in the game today between those two? They've both been outstanding.
4: Yeah, you absolutely can't. And then wow. When they needed something for
1: some distance, Lambert gave him the 65-yard run. 129 yards now. Through the air, they'll hand it off to the first back through, and that is Lee Grebe of Lutheran High. He'll get a half a yard. It'll be second down and goal. Trying to get some new folks involved. Greeby had a couple of carries in the first half. Don't forget, at the end of the game, we will have our postgame report brought to you by New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery, the MVPs, the final numbers, and send you on your way on this beautiful Saturday, a little windy, but uh, no storms. It's not cold. And the fans, I think, are enjoying a football game. We've seen some talented players out here.
4: Yeah, and actually the wind kept it from being stifling hot in the stands. Really ended up being a pretty nice day.
1: Different look here for the north. Kowalski to throw, though. Fade pattern. Corner of the end zone right side. Jump ball in and out of the hands of Alec Redwine of Grand Isle. That's a tough one over the shoulder to try and make the catch on. Looked like on the defense. Over there was Gage or Logan Dury of Omaha West Side. Yeah, we talked about Dury. They haven't went after that young man because he's been so good.
4: Yeah, they've been careful there. Third and goal for the North, trying to add to their twenty to nothing lead. But that was a big one, you know. Red Wine and Dury, you know, Grand Island had the big homecoming win at West Side this year, and got to watch the fireworks as is customary there. That was a big win for the Islanders there. North trying to get
1: set up here. This double is Evelyn Hunt. Yeah, double tight right side. Hunt's going to take the direct snap, run to the right side. We've got a penalty flag. And he'll turn the corner to the six, and down he goes. It'll bring fourth down and goal, but I think you're going to have an uh, illegal set here on the offense for where of the uh, side judge through the flag. Higgins needs to call a quick meeting and say, boys, put them in your
0: pockets. Yeah, defensive, go in fraction
1: and it's actually going to be on the defense so they'll get another ch- crack here on third down so it was third and goal now they're going to decline it so the penalties decline, they're going to set up and run the ball again it's going to be fourth down, right? should be fourth down yes it is, fourth down now they move it and now we have some confusion again the board says third the Folks on the field say fourth, and I think we're going to get a timeout maybe. Well, even why would you North.
4: decline it and make it fourth down?
1: <laughs> so that's what's going on down on the field, not to take away from what's been uh, a pretty good game from a handful of kids down there. And uh, you've seen some individuals, like you hope, at least be able to make one play in the football game, make that tackle, make that reception, make that run. Yeah, and I think, Doug, it's, it's been a great football game. I don't know,
4: you know. It's not lived up to Stu's billing or some others, but it's been a great football game. I think it's had plenty of uh, excitement in it. The South just wasn't able to get anything going, you know, uh, wasn't for a lack of preparation and things like that. It's just
1: how it kind of worked. Now the penalty accepted as it should been, and it's still half the goal, half the distance goal, so just inside the five, third and goal, and you have got... The uh, big man, Tablin Hunt, as the deep set. Kowalski on the option pitch. Oh, it's Ducker on a reverse, but he did not get very far. He gets to the three. Nice job by the south, and Connor O'Toole of Wilbur Claytonia makes the tackle. If he
4: keeps that outside, it's him, it's him and Monty McGarry. They just need to keep that outside and just go one-on-one with McGarry. But O'Toole, Doug, from uh, Wilbur Claytonia. Did a great job uh, all week. As I watched the film, he jumped off the film at me. They haven't played him much here today, but he was in on everything. Just a great football player. And, of course, Wilbur Claytoni in the Class C-1 state semifinals this year.
1: Boy, I sure thought, Decker, that was a great play. And I thought he was going to have a chance to score. Now they put Boss with split backs. And again, it'll be Mac to take the snap. He's coming to the left side. They string it out. And again, O'Toole, but it might be a face mask. Yeah, it is. It is on Connor O'Toole. He, he wasn't going to have to because he had brought him out of real estate, but he got a little bit of the face mask. And they'll get another crack here. So the South doing a good job in the in the, uh, goal-to-go situation, yeah. but another half the distance to the goal. So we will be fourth and goal at the two.
4: I tell you what I do here. I take and put Brooke Brown split out. I split Travis Holcomb out, and I put El- – it doesn't matter to me whether it's Ellsworth or Kowalski, and I throw the ball up to them big 6'5 suckers and- <laughs> put Tyler Winholtz out there. He's six four. I mean, you can go about six four with every receiver and let one of the two best quarterbacks in the state of Nebraska
1: throw him a jump ball. Good gonna run. Go. Looks like they're going to go power with both Jake Boss and uh, Tavlin Hunt in there. And it looks like they're going to go uh, with a little bit of Wildcat again Jeez,
4: big guys. with Tavlin Hunt. They got all
1: the meat eaters in there. Around the right side. Hunt wants to throw into the end zone. It's complete. Touchdown into the hands of Keaton Henry of Boone Central doing it. Grove with 9.14 to go, 26-0. That's a great call too, Doug, because they'd run that and run it and run it. Just released the tight end right inside. So a tablin hunt. They've been watching him out of that wildcat, and he's able to hook up with Keaton Henry. It's nice to see two different names in there as well get in on that. Boss now looks for his third extra point. He's got a couple of field goals. And the snap this time good. Jake boots it away. And it is up and it is good. 9-14 to go in the Shrine Bowl. It's the North, 27. The South Nothing on Classic Hits and Platte River preps.com We'll be back with more after this timeout.
3: Founded in 1954, Burger King is the second largest fast food hamburger chain in the world. The original home of the Whopper. Our commitment to premium ingredients, signature recipes, and family-friendly dining experiences is what has defined our brand for more than 50 successful years. Best of luck, athletes from Burger King.
12: Good luck, Phillies, from George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Phillies from Georgia's Aerial Spring in Sutton.
1: Jake Boss has it teed up here for the North as they lead at 27-0 here in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl. 9.14 to go. even into the wind he puts a hurt into it it'll be picked up at the 8 yard line with it is Monte McGarry tries to go all the way to the other end of the field 10, 15 and he is drilled across the 20 man what a stick out there by the north and the tackle Sean Lambert
4: Yeah, that was a big one he stuck his foot in the ground and cut and just got drilled
1: good tackle out there Justin Jemison of Omaha North has also been in on a couple of these. He'll trot off the field. South, now it's a pride thing. You yes. got, finally, the South has the ball. The way that they're back in a situation where maybe they can do something here. Alex Kermer at quarterback, four wideouts now. Now you just will chuck the ball down the field, see what happens. Three-man rush, down the field, they go. It's tipped just behind the intended target there. Alex, Defensively, it looked like Gilbert was on it trying to get it down the field
4: to Honus. Yeah, he was trying to get it to Honus, and it was just thrown behind him. Gilbert does a great job playing the ball.
1: It's a good throw, just a tick behind him. Cromer lines him up again. Alex Harris and J.J. Schultz split out wide to the right. Fant and Honus over to the left. Cromer takes the snap. If they protect him, they'll give him a chance, and they do, and way overthrows Noah Fant it's just not been a good day for the south quarterbacks uh, Fant was covered and so even a perfect pass would have been tough to fit in there but I'm sure Noah uh, after accepting the opportunity to play in the game today just hasn't had any success
4: yeah no I just and, and it, not for a lack of trying they've run a lot of stuff that's been directed right at him it just hasn't happened
1: So bring up third down, 10 yards to go at their own 25. Trips to the right side. Honus one-on-one to the left. Cromer looks right, looking right. Now rolls to his right under a little bit of pressure. Needs to throw and underthrows an open receiver in Harris at the 43-yard line. Harris had found a spot there in the scramble, and Cromer bounced it to him. It's fourth down and 10. Yeah, gee whiz. 8.49 to go here in the game. And you hope that the South hasn't run out of steam here. Obviously, they're dejected, but it's still, hey, we're playing football.
4: Heck yes. And for some of them, it's the last time ever. You know, not all of these kids are going to play college football, Doug. As we know, there's some really good ones in this game that this is it. They'll be the last competition of their lives.
1: As much as they wanted to go for it there, they are going to pump the football away. And you've got to give credit to this, sa- uh, this north secondary. They have been, I mean, that's one of the reasons the south passing game has struggled. They have been all over the receivers. Chroma to putt gets a nice kick away and back to take it at the 26-yard line, Audrey Gilbert. He's going to try and reverse field. Fisher can't quite make the tackle on him. He skips away at the 35 up to the 37-yard line, but Hunter Fisher was the first guy down there. Line, Alex Harris. Fisher can go, but Doug, you're right. You said just a minute
4: ago this, uh, the secondary, you know, the safety play by the north. Bilstein and Holcomb have done very well. Those corners have run with their guys, and they're running all the switch routes. And in this deal, the switch routes are what get you when they cross those guys inside when you're playing this type of vanilla coverage, and the guys have ran with their guy.
1: They give credit for the tackle to Alex Harris, who uh, in, a, in a, something that made me chuckle, he's the long snapper today. For the south, Ellsworth to throw. Over the middle, complete. Into the hands of Tristan Ducker. Into south territory, down to the 40-yard line. First out in 10. How about 23 more yards at Ellsworth? Boy, look at the guys. They come up and say, there we go, there we go. Great job. They congratulate Ellsworth. Now Ducker's going to check out of the game. Uh, nearly 160 yards uh, receiving in this game.
4: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see
1: what... Uh, what the record is, Doug. And now they'll put in motion Christian Harmon, quarterback keeper for Ellsworth, has a little room up the middle, gets it across the 35 and another flag comes down to the 34 yard line. And the tackle made by Lewis Gray. And the Gray family sitting right in front of us here at UNK's Foster Field. He's a big boy. We did have a flag. Came out right at the end. And the defense was lined up improperly. So uh, they'll decline that. It'll be first down and 10 here at the 33-yard line for the north. See if somebody else can get involved here.
4: Yeah, that's a stinker, you know, this, that, that penalty. But imagine if it never got called,
1: what the defenses would do. So we go twins to the left side now. Ellsworth. Is going to fake the hand off the ball is fumbled it's loose on the ground and Ellsworth is able to jump back on top of it. Christian trying the belly read option and sometimes it doesn't get pulled out of there quite in time. Larry, yeah, Doug, your receiving
4: yards record uh, by an individual did fall today. Tristan Ducker with ten receptions for 147 yards just took the the record away. Uh, 2011, uh, Cole Spurgeon from Gretna had 120 yards, so he's obliterated that today.
1: Ellsworth looking to throw, now is rushed out of the pocket, fires it down the sideline, jump ball in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, Brooke Brown, his teammate from Northwest, and then on the deflection, Noah bomb of Nebraska City tried to haul it in with one hand, and it'll be incomplete. Fourth down and four. Yeah, that was... Really, he held that as long as he could, too. Took a heck of a shot uh, there. So the North trying to get some more points on the board, find somebody new. That's what I'd have done, too. Where's my man? That's right. Where's my man? 7-11 to go in the game. 27 nothing. The North, they score with 17 to sec- seconds before halftime. And uh, they went up 17 nothing at that time. And the South has not been in the red zone all day. Flip down, Ellsworth. He'll keep it himself right side. Gets hit, has to fall forward. This is going to be close.
4: And another penalty. He
1: got spun around. Among those on the tackle was Sam Christensen from Bruning Davenport. He's had a heck of a game.
4: Yes, he has. They're going to call another illegal defense.
1: We're going to have to look at the South defensive coordinator here today. I think Jeff
4: Keyser is one of them. I know he's working on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if he's calling him. I don't know if they've got a linebacker that's uh, blitzing, that's leaving early, or what's
1: happening. Again, 4 3, no blitzing. There's a couple other things you cannot do defensively. Right, right. Goal line or anything like that. Yep. I mean. So to bring up first down. First and ten now, out of the I formation for Ellsworth. He's in the pistol. Fakes it to Jake Boss and gets tackled immediately. He didn't have a chance. Somebody got through there in a hurry. Well, he should
4: have given it to Jake Boss. The read went to the quarterback.
1: Elijah yeah, Wilson was in there to get the sack. Wilson is a beast at that defensive end position. Second down and 11.
15: Yeah, four,
1: the ball needed to go three, two, to the...
4: Uh, running back there
1: Jake Boss now will come out of the ball game back in there is Sean Lambert from Fremont twins to the right side Ellsworth the pass looks deep nothing there rolls right now he will throw it for the end zone two on two and it's dropped oh it's dropped by
4: Lambert yeah, excuse me uh Winholtz yeah Tyler Winholtz to Sydney I mean Duraby I mean, hitting right it, it going to leave a mark right in between the two and the four on his
1: jersey. You had four players. It was almost a mini Hail Mary. You had the two defenders right in front of the two offensive players, and you're kind of expecting a deflection, and nobody touched it, and it got it got on him quicker than he thought, and Winholtz, his chance to get a touchdown of the Shrine Bowl, uh, he'll chew his fingers out for that one. Third down and 12. Still 6-12 to go. A lot of time here in the fourth quarter. Had a lot of incomplete passes recently. Ellsworth to throw. Looks left, looks short, now over the middle, and it is tipped and incomplete. Noah Kasbaum of Nebraska City breaking up the pass intended for Christian Harmon, and again, he had Winholtz running the slot there a little open, and uh, and the defensive back, Noah Kasbaum, had to make a decision. Yeah, Kasbaum did a nice job
4: running the alley, or running to the, excuse me, running to the ball there.
1: They're going to bring Jake Boss in for a 45-yard field goal into this wind. Maybe they're trying to get him some votes for MVP, which is definitely deserved, but he's done a little bit of everything. This is 45 yards into a 20-mile-an-hour wind right from the middle of the field, and the North wasn't quite sure that that's what they wanted to do. The play clock sets at zero. Yeah, they
4: they didn't have anybody out on the field there.
1: I don't know if they called timeout, but we're ready to go. Boss will take a step and a half. Oh, bad, bad hold. And Boss had no chance. It's blocked. They can pick it up and run it. The North kind of drops their heads. Picked up at the 7-yard line. And from Wilbur Claytonia with the football is Connor O'Toole. 30, 35, 40, 30, 50. And into North Territory before Jake Boss actually goes over and makes the tackle. Yeah, the whole North team just stood there. You... in. In these situations, you can't overly rush uh, and do yeah. things. So it's kind of a dead play, like on the extra point. But on the extra point, it's never going to be able to be returned. Field goal miss is. And so the South will have it at the North 48-yard line with an eternity. 5.50 to go here in the ballgame. North 27, South nothing. And all they want to do is get on the board. And quarterback out of Millard West, Logan Anderjasky, it's his turn.
4: Yeah, and they've changed this defense all around now. Red wines playing safety. Duckers out
1: here playing corner. Got a pitch to the right side here, and nothing doing about a yard on the play. Carrying the football again is Tristan Fairchild of Papillion-La Vista South. He has not had a whole lot of luck today. Carries 22 yards. Now Mayo went on the tackle. They just ne- the South never could find that lightning bolt, Doug. The
4: play brings up second down and ten.
1: Second down and 10, 5.15 to go in the game. Bunch left, pitch play again. This time we've got a new running back in there, trying to cut out to the uh, numbers to the 40-yard line, carrying it is Emmett Knight of Gretna. His first touch of the football here this afternoon. And that is good where we see some of these other
4: kids get in the game here.
1: I don't believe we've had a big problem with getting the kids in. It's the good thing. you got 22 out of them. 22 of them out of the way right away. That's right. Because they, we have seen a few kids play both ways, but they didn't start both ways. Right. It'll be third down and two for the south at the north 40-yard line. Getting bunch left. Quarterback sneak. Ander Chaska should have enough for the first down to the 37.
4: Boy, Mayo, Elkhorn south. He is a tough, tough kid.
1: Also, David Hanson of Boone Central off the bottom of that pile. three on the play. Clock running with 4.30 to go here in the game. North 27, south nothing. Tablin Hunt to Keaton Henry for the last touchdown. Jaden Kowalski's thrown one and ran for one from Bellevue West. Quarterback, Andrew Chaska, bootleg right side. Gets to the 30 and runs out of bounds at the 28-yard line. Going to be close to the first down here again. It looks like where the foot is, that should be enough To uh, move the chains, we do have a Shrine Ball record today. Tristan Ducker of Bellevue West, 147 yards receiving on 10 catches. One touchdown and almost had another one on the ground.
4: Yeah, and I think they get in the end zone here, Doug. They've got something cooking here,
1: got plenty of time. They'll get the ball back. Noah Fant back in there. Honus to the left. you got to just think, man, fan or honus, something, I something here for these two young men. Andrew Jasker gives it to Fairchild who trips, tried to get a little fancy there, and Jake Boss is here there on the tackle. Yeah, yeah he,
4: he, he rudely didn't That's let him working. back up after he tripped either.
1: That's what you had there. Well, we kind of expected maybe a little more passing here from the South, and it didn't work, so they're taking what they can, and obviously there's no chance of coming back at the ball it The South going to call a timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, North 27, South nothing. 348 to go in the Shrine Bowl.
7: Move and improve the earth for you.
1: Here's a little delayed screen for a first down from the South as we come back to the field of play. J.J. Schultz of York will get inside the 20-yard line of the South is in the red zone for the first time this afternoon.
4: Yeah, Doug. And what was really good there is Noah Fant, just an incredible block uh, there on that screen.
1: First down and 10 at the 17-yard line. Justin Jemison has taken over as the leading tackler for the North. Uh, he is out of Omaha North as well. Huge trips to the left side. And again, a pitch play. Trying to find his way is Emmett Knight of Gretna. He'll get to the 15-yard line. Pick up of a couple. 3.30 in counting. If the South scores, they'll get the ball right back. 3.20 to go. 3.15 to go. Second down. They're going to call it two yards to go. Got a little more than it looked like there over the left side. Knight fakes it to him. Right up the middle, Andrew Jaska, and the south is on the board. Logan gets in from nine yards out out of Millard West. Logan Andrew Jaska who we hope scores a bunch of touchdowns here at UNK, finally gets the South on the board with 3.02 to go.
4: Yeah, and Connor Pavlik from Omaha Central, Doug, paved the way. Geez, he's a big kid. He's 6'3", 290, and he came a- uh, around there
1: and just kapow. So 27-6. to They might actually go for two here. And it appears that's what they're going to do. Cromer will come in as the quarterback. Three wideouts. Andrew Jaskis actually split there. Now they're going to go Fairchild out of the uh, funky formation. Give it to Andrew Jaskis. Throws to the end zone to Cromer. He overthrew him, but good defense here by our Stanton player Blake Huseman. He read it. Otherwise, Andrew Jaskis would have been in the clear. Could have ran it in or tossed it in, and he made him throw it a little long. So the two-point conversion is no good. to go in the 58th Shrine Bowl, North 27, South 6, here on Classic Hits.
5: People you know, community people. People you know, community people.
8: Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us, Menden Exchange Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, community people you know. Founded in
3: 1954, Burger King is the second largest fast food hamburger chain in the world, the original home of the Whopper. Our commitment to premium ingredients, signature recipes, and family-friendly dining experiences is what has defined our brand for more than 50 successful years. Best of luck, athletes from Burger King.
12: Good luck, Phillies, from Georgia's Aerial Spring in Sutton. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call today for more information at 402-773-5581. That's 402-773-5581. Go Phillies from Georgia's Aerial Spring in Sutton.
1: And an onside kick here by the north trying to get the ball back The south. We'll pick it up here. Here's your Wilbur Claytonia runner in Connor O'Toole. Again, because of the point differential, the South does get the ball back here. So the North had to kick it off again. And uh, even if the South scores again, they'll get the football back. 27-6, to so all the North offensive numbers are probably done for now.
4: Doug, I'm not sure that Jake Boss didn't do that himself. When he was walking off the field, the coach was asking if he was pointing it himself. That, like, maybe he had done it. That maybe he had done that on his
1: own. <laughs> I, mean, I want to play offense. So now back in his quarterback is Alex Krober. He'll take the snap. With a little something going, throws it out here in the flat. It is complete to Honus, but there's just nowhere to run. There may be a late hit over there, and they are going to throw the flag. The tackle made by Andre Gilbert. It was one of those where it looked like Honus was going to get away. And then as he bounced off, then he, he hit the ground, so they smacked him again. And we haven't had a whole lot of, of those type of penalties in the ball game, which is great. But this is probably going to be 15 on the North, so after about a 2-3 yard gain, they should put it into North territory and give the South another opportunity. Finally, working a little comfortable, and I'm sure they also might feel that the North knows that this thing is over. I'm sure uh, Coach Fox said, hey, let's keep playing out here. That's what he's doing right now. Let's keep playing. Yeah, the the North showed up to play a real football game
4: today, in no way an all star game. And I think that really is the difference. Uh, they had absolute Friday night or Saturday night type intensity to this game, Doug. And I don't know that the South came with that.
1: I, I didn't know the best way to put it, Larry, because I think, however, the way I'm running it in my head, it just does, it sounds like it's disservicing. One of the sides here, but you're you're exactly right. In the three years we've come here in Kearney, it seems like the one side that's a little more businesslike, and they all like to have fun, has been the team that's won. Cromer in the pocket now, under pressure, has to step up. He'll run to the 40, to the 35, down the left sideline. He'll be tripped up at the 31-yard line. Over on the south sideline, there've been a very lot of tackles on that side of the field here. And the tackle was made by the North's Tanner Mayo out of Elkhorn South. And,
4: Doug, you're right. And that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, it's a geographic issue because last year we thought that this thing was very uh, lopsided maybe with one team versus the other, and it was just the opposite. So, you know, you you don't know uh, necessarily from the perspective of – uh, <laughs> Are you okay? No,
1: actually, I'm complete. You take it, will you? <laughs> Next play, we're going to throw it out here into the right pat. flat. The pat is complete here to J.J. Schultz Complaint with 2.20 and the clock running uh in this football game. North 27, south 6. And for the first time, somebody we voted for for the Shrine Bowl MVP, we've just been told, uh, will be named an MVP and we'll wait till the post game to tell you about that you got to throw the ball to Noah Fan here uh, you, you you've got to, to throw the ball games. to Noah fan I don't care if it's a two-yard pass they look right they throw it underneath it is complete at the 19yard line Harris is going to make the reception he's actually the leading receiver the Carney High grad who's going down to Central Florida to try play for Scott Frost he's actually the leading receiver for the south who just hasn't completed a whole lot of balls here in this game and that'll bring up a first down and 10 at the 18-yard line with a minute 45 to go in the contest. Yeah,
4: you are you know, throw it out here to Noah Fant on a bubble. I don't care. You've got to get the ball in his
1: hands, Doug. Yeah, Tanner Mayo covering him one-on-one. First and 10. Looking right again over the middle. Ball tipped in and out of Ooh. the hands of the defensive back here for the north. Yeah, and that was Riley Bilstein of West Holy just about would have had his second pick. Then we would have had to grab those MVP votes back. <laughs> That's
4: right, boy. I tell you what. And he's just such a good player, Bill's Steen. It's nice to see these Class C kids, Doug. It's hard to get them in this game. And I, I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just tough to get them in this
1: game. And it's nice to see them uh, do well when they do. Alec Cromer, second and ten. Beatrice, quarterback, takes the snap. Going to keep it himself. Up the middle, positive yards from the 15 down to about the 12. He's going to get six on the play. It'll be third down and four. Still time here for the South to put another one in the end zone, and they'll call a timeout here. They want to put another one in the end zone because, let's face it, whatever happens here today, you can look up what happened in the first Shrine Bowl, the eighth Shrine Bowl. You can see, I played back in 1987. What was the score? Oh. It's there forever. You want That's it right. to be as competitive as it can be. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank with 120 to go in the game, North 27, South Six. We'll be right back.
11: At the Aurora Cooperative, we're continually driven by what's next in agriculture. So we're dedicated to being your first resource for world-class agronomy, grain storage and marketing, high performance feeds, and energy. Driven by our vision to be financially strong, innovative, independent locally owned. You're driven by the opportunities that exist. We're driven to help you make the most of them. Now, and for the next generation, the Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities.
1: You're listening to the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits 98.9 KKPR FM. Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Coming up, the new uh, Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. One twenty to go in the game. The North, 27. and the South, 6. It is third down and 3 for the South at the North 12-yard line with a minute 20 to go. Cromer is in the pistol. Right behind him is Tristan Fairchild. They'll give it to Fairchild, tries a counter, and he is swallowed up by Shane Henderson out of Elkhorn South. Holcomb was there, and Brody Buck was there. We called Buck and Holcomb the entire first half, it seemed like. Shane Henderson got a handful
4: of jersey and said, you're not going away. I mean, unbelievable.
1: So that'll bring up fourth down
4: and about eight. Push it back to the 17. Yeah, this defense was fast. It was physical, Doug, and just athletic
1: uh, all day long. One more chance here now for the South. Must get a first down. Have to get inside the eight-yard line. Comer has trips to the right side. Let's see what kind of illegal pick they run here. Now he's looking at Fant. It's a jump ball in the end zone for Noah Fant, and it is deflected and caught for a touchdown. Oh, I thought Holcomb caught it. Holcomb was there along with Andre Gilbert, but it was deflected. And as Noah Fant kept his feet in in front of the south sideline, he fell backward and caught it in his chest for a 17-yard touchdown reception. I saw Gilbert hit it. I
4: thought Holcomb had caught it. There, finally, we got Fant into this thing.
1: With 28 seconds to go, Noah Fant gets his first catch, and it's a Shrine Bowl touchdown. They'll officially call it 18 yards. And now they'll line up to kick the extra point. Harris is the holder from Kearney. Placement's down. The kick is away. And it is good by Alex Cloyd of Middow South. And with 28 seconds to go in the Shrine Bowl, it's the North 27, the South 13. We'll be back for the final few moments right after this.
0: resources for enriching lives.
1: And again, because of Shrine Bowl
0: rules, the North's still up by 14, so they got to kick off again, despite the
1: South scoring twice in a row. Boss with a pooch kick into the air. Who's going to hit the ground? It could go anywhere. It's picked up at the 26-yard line by Honus, and he is just forced out of bounds at the 30, even though he had a very nice stiff arm move there. Just ran out of real estate, so South has a chance to chuck it up two or three more times with 24 seconds to go. But make no doubt about this. The North dominated this football yeah. game. Uh, they lead it 27-13. to 13.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Had it gone at the pace, at the racehorse pace it was in the beginning, I don't know if the South ever scores. Uh, they were able to get a couple in here. I mean, the South just, uh, it's just very interesting. Because like we talked about, um, uh, equal players, no doubt about that. There just was a little different um, mindset, I think, when the thing started.
1: Well, you, you take a look at some of the players out there uh, on the north. Brooke Brown of Grand Island Northwest, they took a chance to him a couple times, couldn't catch one. Alec Redwine of Grand Island Senior High did. Ellsworth finally got a little something going through the air in the second half. Uh, the Northwest quarterback, Travis Holcomb, on the north side. Uh, outstanding day defensively and in special teams. Cromer, first and ten, empty backfield, five wideouts. He's just going to chuck it, maybe as far as he can. Over the middle for Cloyd. it's picked off at the 50-yard line. That's Bill Stein, number two. There he is. Now he wants to lateral it, and it ends up on the ground. He knew he was going to get tackled, and he looked to lateral it, and the ball falls to the ground. But Bill Stein with his second interception of the day, and one play left for the North to wrap things up.
4: Yeah, and they just started heaving it then in the end. You know, the one thing was trying to get it to Cloyd, by the way, from Millard South. The one thing I will say, the South's D-line played very well in this game. They, of, of all the facets, their D-line, I felt, uh, showed themselves the best. They just didn't get a bunch of help outside of that.
1: They were able to finish the 2016 Shrine game at least as yeah. opposed to last year. The North's going to have to snap it one more time here. It doesn't look like they've got anything fancy set up in there. There was a penalty after the play. Again, one of the South players got there late on the tackle because it looked like with that fumble they were trying to dive on the ball. But the Gatorade player Year, Jaden Kowalski, will take the final snap of the Shrine Bowl. As here comes the Gatorade, he's going to kneel it. And they're able to get Coach Fox as the North has defeated the South in the 58th annual Shrine Bowl, 27 to 13. And Larry Baker's gonna be headed down to the field. Uh, One of the main reasons is because Travis Holcomb of Centura has been named the Shrine Bowl defensive MVP. And Banks, before you go, uh, all these kids that you've worked with uh, have been outstanding, but when it's one of yours, you have got to be swelling with pride right now.
4: Yeah, it's a great deal, and I think what you want is, you know, when a kid the works really hard, you hope they get the honor to do something like this. You just hope that um, they're good enough because you don't know. You get told a lot that they may not be, and uh, so you hope he's good enough. That kid's good enough. Um, I tell him every day, just like every kid that plays for me, you uh, deserve what you earn. That's what you deserve in your life, and uh, he's earned a tremendous amount. He deserves it because he's earned it, so... Uh, I can't wait to go down and see. All right, folks,
1: coming up, the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, final numbers and more. Stay with us here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
3: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy, and Sports Center.
1: The 58th annual Shrine Bowl Hall-Star High School football game, brought to you on Classic Hits 98.9 on the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And it's time for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment. Today, the North 27, the South 13, the South scoring twice in the final three and a half minutes to get on the board and have some memories going home. We'll take a look at the final official stats for you here in just a moment, but right now a review of our scoring plays. The North started the ball game. The winds were howling. They're still going pretty good, but uh, in pregame and most of the game, they were anywhere from 20 to 30 miles an hour out of the North, and the North got the ball going into the wind, returning the opening kickoff to the 26-yard line. And it was the Bellevue West combination of quarterback Jaden Kowalski and Tristan Ducker that hooked up six times on the opening drive. In fact, Kowalski was 9 of 10 through the air on the opening drive. And because of some penalties, they actually had to amass 100 yards of offense. When you looked, they had 100 yards of offense. Uh, after that first drive, but Kowalski ended up taking it in from two yards out. Then Columbus Scotus' Jake Boss added the extra point. So it was a 74 yard drive that chewed up the first eight minutes of the game to make it seven to nothing. The South then went three and out. The North went on a fake punt and converted it late in the first quarter, but a penalty wiped that out and ended up giving the ball back over to the South. And on the first play of the second quarter, the South was stopped on a fourth and one at their own 41-yard line. That set up the North for a 31-yard field goal converted by Jake Boss of Columbus Scotus with 10.50 to go. In the first half, it was 10 to nothing. Then both offenses bogged down. The defenses took over after that point. And with 17 seconds to go, the North put the kind of the final uh, dagger into it here on a 38-yard touchdown pass from Jaden Kowalski to Tristan Ducker, both out of Bellevue West. And you can kind of sense that they got the ball back at about their own 26-yard line uh, with three and a half to go, they picked up a couple of first downs and had that chance to take the shot down the field. You saw it coming, and uh, that made it 17 to nothing at halftime after the Jake Boss kick. The only scoring in the third quarter of play was a Jake Boss field goal from 38 yards out with 4:12 remaining in the third quarter to make it 20 to nothing. And then the first of Riley Billstein's two interceptions came with 49 seconds to go in the third quarter, and it eventually set up the final score for the North, 9.14 to go in the fourth quarter. Running out of the Wildcat, Tablin Hunt was able to hook up a two-yard touchdown past the Lincoln North Star back, lined up as the quarterback and threw it to Keaton Henry of Boone Central Newman Grove. Jake Boss made the kick, and it was 27 to nothing in favor of the North. The South finally able to get on the board when Millard West Logan Anderjaska, the former Loper, scored from nine yards out with 3.02 to go in the game. The two-point conversion pass was no good and then with the rules the south got the ball right back and were able to score on an 18-yard touchdown pass from Alec Cromer to Noah Fant. Ball was deflected in the end zone off of Andre Gilbert. Also right there was the MVP Travis Holcomb but it deflected and Noah Fant who's headed off to aisle, was able to haul it in. Alex Cloyd added the extra point kick with 28 seconds to go to the North had to kick off to the South yet again because of the point differential, and then Raleigh Bilstein was able to get his second interception of the day. The West Holt defensive back returned it to the 35-yard line. They nailed on it, and that was your game here today. The North 27-to-South 13 in the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl. Back with more in a moment.
7: First State Bank in Loomis, Bertrand and Alma thanks you for your business and welcomes you to this sports broadcast. First State Bank is your full-service hometown bank and invites you to stop in and see them for all your banking. From commercial to personal, First State Bank in Bertrand has everything you need to keep your farm, home, and business running. First State Bank in Loomis, Bertrand and Alma, member FDIC, an equal housing lender, very proud to sponsor this high school sports broadcast.
9: B&B Carpet, shop us first or shop us last, and you'll find us to be professional and helpful as our customers have for 20 years. We thank you in advance for giving us here at BB the opportunity to work with you for all your flooring needs. When it's time for flooring, come to B&B Carpet in Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, That's where we always go.
1: Welcome back to the U.S. Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show here at UNK's Foster Field, where the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl is in the books with the North defeating the South today by a score of 27 to 13. We want to again say a big thank you to Rich Berluson, Peter Yazvak, all the folks here at UNK for their hospitality from the Shrine Bowl. Dave McDonald, the Executive Director, and all Dave Mormon and all the great guys uh, that we have worked with over the last month and. And, of course, to the coaches, Chad Fox of Wahoo, outgoing Beatrice head coach Bob Sexton for their help uh, throughout the Shrine Bowl process, uh, and especially this week. Got to see and talk to him on Uh, three different occasions from media day to yesterday when the teams arrived here in Kearney to today before the game. To the assistant coaches, Dean Phillippe of Exeter Milligan, Mark McLaughlin of Gibbon, Jeff Kieser of Omaha, Brian, Dan Crackle of Omaha, Scott, and Kevin Meyer of Beatrice on the south, and the assistant coaches on the north. Jordan Haas, that's one of the cool things. How would we ever know the Hemingford head football coach? They were good. They played some teams in our area. We've made a trip out there for a playoff game, and uh He's got uh, family and friends down in the Holdridge area that they're going to be spending time with tonight. Great guy. Darren Suxdorf, Lutheran High Northeast, Guy Rosenberg, Elkhorn South, Jason Iverson Wahoo, and Brooks Tapp of Omaha North. Thanks to all of those folks for their help as well. we we'll look at the final stats when we return.
3: Agricultural Services Incorporated provides proven tools and services to determine your field's needs. Services include soil sampling, gathering information, field tracking, equipment rental, service and sales, precision custom application of liquid and granular chemicals with experienced personnel, all combined to help you see better yields. You start with the seed, and then it's a never-ending job. Get help in the field from Agricultural Services Incorporated in Bolus, Caro, and Wood River.
14: Hi, I'm Dana Grease, your pharmacist at Sutton Pharmacy. We've been your full-service neighborhood pharmacy since 2007. We are committed to working with you and your health care providers to give you the best personalized care. We offer a full line of Good Neighbor Pharmacy products to meet your health care needs. Sutton Pharmacy also offers deliveries to Sutton and Edgar for your convenience. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Sutton Pharmacy.
1: Well, let's take a look at some of the official numbers from today's uh, Shrine Bowl that we can pass along to you. Uh, a lot of stats out there. Uh, some of the kids were a big part of the football game in the first half, like Creighton Hammock, but he got rolled up. Uh, he led still the South with six tackles, but those were all in the first half today. Creighton Hammock of Carney Catholic with four solo, two assist, at one tackle for loss. He was all over the place in the first half, and I think uh, if he'd have... Uh, Been able to uh, be healthy the whole game. He may have ended up being the defensive MVP. That was kind of the funny thing Larry and I were talking about at halftime. Both the kids out of the Lou Platt Conference and from our area uh, were doing an outstanding job. Then you also had on the South five tackles today for Sam Christensen of Booning Davenport-Shickley. Barrett McDonald of Millard South had five. Connor O'Toole ended up with a big second half. Uh, We called his name in the second half out of Wilbur Claytonia. Joe Schlager of McCook also had uh, five tackles. Hunter Fisher of Hastings St. Cecilia and Brian Muia of Omaha Bryan had four tackles in the game today for the South. You take a look at uh, the numbers for the North today, and Justin Jemison of Omaha North ended up with the eight tackles. Travis Holcomb, the MVP defensively, who was in on a couple of uh, punt blocks and things like that in the game, ended up with six tackles, including uh, another tackle for a loss. In the football game, Tanner Mayo of Elkhorn South had five tackles. Chandler Waugh of Omaha Brook also had five tackles. Brody Buck uh, of Middle North ended up with four tackles. And then, of course, the two interceptions for Riley Bilstein uh, out of Atkinson West Holt. So those are some of the uh, final defensive numbers in the football game today. As we take a look at the uh, offensive numbers in the game, uh, they... Got a little closer as the south had more possessions in the second half but leading the way for the north Rushing the football, actually ended up being Jaden Kowalski with 67 yards. Sean Lambert, 60 yards, but he got stopped behind the line of scrimmage a couple of times. He had that 65-yard run, and that was the bulk of his yardage today. And then no one had double digits uh, after that. Jake Boss of uh, Skoda's had a couple of carries for eight yards. Tristan Ducker, the offensive MVP, a couple of carries for five yards. 31 carries, 173, uh, 38 yards uh, total rushing today. Uh, for the North, passing Kowalski was 12 out of 16 for 168 yards and one touchdown. Christian Ellsworth of Northwest, 3 of 7 for 28 yards. And Tablon Hunt, 1 of 1 for three yards and a touchdown. So overall, the North passing 16 out of 24, 199 yards, no interceptions and two touchdowns. Receiving, Tristan Decker sets a Shrine Bowl record on his way to being named the Offensive MVP out of Bellevue West today. Ten receptions, 147 yards and one touchdown. Grand Island's Alec Redwine had two catches for 12 yards in today's game. And Jake Boss was good on two of his three field goals from Columbus SCOTUS. For the South, rushing the ball, Logan Anderjaska, 16 carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. Alec Cromer, 5 carries, 19 yards. Emmett Knight, 2 carries, 16 yards. Tristan Fairchild, 10 carries for 13 yards. Gage Orton, 3 carries for 10 yards. Overall, 36 rushes, 138 yards on the ground. For the South, through the air, Alec Cromer, 5 of 14 for 40 yards. One interception, one touchdown. Logan Anderjaska, 2 of 3 for 13 yards. One interception. So overall, through the air for the South, they were seven of seventeen for fifty-three yards, two interceptions, and one touchdown pass in the game. Receiving: Carney High's Alec Harris uh, had three carries for or three receptions for fourteen yards to uh, lead the way. JJ Schultz two receptions for nineteen yards. Noah Fant had the one reception today, but it was an eighteen-yard touchdown catch. With 28 seconds to go in the game, Aurora's Todd Honus, they were all over him as well, had just one reception in the game today. So that's what we had in today's Shrine Bowl football game. Some of the overall uh, team stats, first downs, 15 for the North, 13 for the South. Identical net yards rushing with 138, but the passing yards, the difference, 199 for the North, 55 for the South. So 337 yards total offense for the North, 191 total yards of offense for the South today in our football game. We'll wrap things up from the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl where your MVPs on the offense are Tristan Ducker of Bellevue West and on the defense, Travis Holcomb of Centura, both on the North Squad, and we'll wrap it up after this.
2: At the Paint and Paper Palace in Sutton, their knowledgeable staff will help you spend your remodeling dollars wisely. The Paint and Paper Palace carries Mohawk flooring and a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Check their wide selection of window treatments, wall coverings, and flooring options. Located at 234 North Saunders in Sutton, that's the Paint and Paper Palace in Sutton.
1: And always kind of the weird part of the entire experience here at the Shrine Bowl. Everybody still on the field with their family and friends and coaches and taking pictures and talking. And this will be the last few moments that uh, they have together. And they'll always remember you always talk to anybody that's laid in the Shrine Bowl. And they always remember their experience here whether it was at Memorial Stadium for all the years of the last three years here at UNK. And you've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Remember, two weeks from today it's the Sertoma eight-man all-star football game in Hastings. Mike Will and the gang will be on the call of that contest, so in two weeks we hope you enjoy that as well. Don't forget, we'll recap more on Monday's Doug and Daddy show on ESPN Radio with Bellevue West Their offense, with quarterback Jaden Kowalski and wide receiver Tristan Ducker, helped lead the North to a 27-13 win over the South. Again, your MVPs, Tristan Ducker of Bellevue West on the offense, Travis Holcomb of Centura on the defense. For our producer-engineer back at the studios, Jeff Ekstrom, and for Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks so much for listening to the 58th Annual Shrine Bowl on Classic Hits and PlantRiverPreps.com, where the North is your champion, 27-13.
0: Have a great weekend, everyone.